0: What's the matter, Batman? No witty comeback.
1: No threat. And I'll provide the narration.
0: I'll begin with how I affected young Robin's makeover.
1: Though he bravely tried to fight it at first, you would have been proud to see him so strong.
0: But all too soon, the dear lad began to share such secrets with me. Secrets that are mine alone to know, Bruce. It's true, Batsy.
1: I know everything. And kind of like the kid who peeks at his Christmas presents, I must admit, it's sadly anticlimactic. Behind all
2: the stern and batarangs, you're just a little boy in a play suit crying
1: for mommy and
2: daddy it'd be funny if it weren't so pathetic
1: now oh, what the heck I'll laugh anyway <laughs>
3: Exactly. All right. Why, hello. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's five minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11 in this, <clears throat> pardon me, the month of May. In the year of our Lord, 2008, thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day. We are live from the lushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM970. Solid State Radio. And this, my friends, is the Rick Emerson Cavalcade of Whimsy. Thank you for joining us. It is Thursday, and welcome to Day 12. We are here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, uh, it's 503-733-2970. you would like to uh, join us today. 503-733-2970. With your comments, questions, clarifications, conventions, uh, two cents, whatever you might have, Richie Bristol, who had cyber sex with a dude yesterday, uh, is ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations. Oh, I'm sorry, Richie, I meant to say, uh, I meant to say on Tuesday, please forgive me. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Maybe they to, did uh, talk
4: again last night. You never know. Entirely possible.
3: We'll find out. Uh, you know, Richie, you don't have to think of it as a, as a man. That's the thing. That's really the key. sort of it's just about reaching a zen state, Richie. Uh, can you sweeten my mic ever so slightly? All right, thank you. It's 503-733-2970. I will say that male, female, somewhere in between, uh, the person certainly knew how to apply lip gloss. That's the one thing that really jumps off the page when you look at those photographs. Apparently, there's full motion video of the person singing at some sort of a bar, too. All right, uh, it's 503-733-2970 if you'd like to uh, be part of today's program. And why would you not? Uh, you can email if you like. It's Rick at RickEmerson.com. Rick at RickEmerson.com. Sarah at 970 dot AM. Tim at 970 dot AM. Or Richie with a T at 970 uh, dot AM. All right. Here's what's coming up uh, later on today. We'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent James Roop, who uh, who is on the coast. A whole bunch of things happening there. There's the obligatory five times a year big kerfuffle over uh, immigration in Los Angeles, but there's also something about. Did you say all the ports are shut down? Yeah. From Long Beach all the way to Seattle, there's nothing being loaded or unloaded. And that's because it's May Day? Yeah, they're protesting.
5: There were 25,000 people did not show up for work today. Is that true? Yeah, it's never happened like this. Damn, yeah, man. I thought May Day was uh, that's Cinco de Mayo. It, usually the hippies uh, run around the Maypole in the park blocks and that's about it. <laughs> they twirl around like no. Ho- hoping for socialism.
3: <laughs> like it's been so successful everywhere else. <laughs> it gets, it's come off without a hitch everywhere else it's been tried. All right, so we'll talk to uh, CNN Radio correspondent James Roof, uh about that today. Wait, that's not happening here, is it? I'm not going to have my way home blocked by hippies. Well, not unless you go to the park blocks. So it's okay, so, oh, but it's just in that area so here. So far. All right. But it hasn't started yet. You know, Tim, these things spread, though, like a fungus. Yes, they do. You know, that's how the Red Menace, that's how Ivan gets his foothold. He starts in the park blocks. Before you know it, he's in the Pearl District, then he's up, uh, you know, uh, near Angelo's, and that's no good. Mm-hmm. So, and any well, so if you see a hippie today, just do what needs to be done, okay? Uh, let's see. Steve Kastenbaum will be joining us uh, from relatively hippie-free New York City today. Uh, we will also talk to CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Um, let's see. Um, I think uh, we're talking to Peter Carlin later on today. As well. We're supposed to talk to him Monday and then he had some whole thing going on. Uh, so I believe we will be speaking to Peter Carlin from the Oregonian today because tonight is a new episode of Lost, is it not?
4: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So we will uh, speak to Peter Carlin about that later on today. Uh, we'll try to do... Part two of this two-part, It's the Worst Song uh, You've Ever Heard. We sort of started on it on Tuesday. Uh, we'll try to get to the other half today. Today is also High Concept Thursday, so that'll be coming your way later on. We'll also talk more about Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, which is coming up Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom. Just a couple of notes on that. a. Uh, If you go to uh, 970.am, you can also see this via sarahxdillon.com or rickemerson.com. You can uh, find the form where you, yes you, can submit a mini roast for the Rick Emerson Listener Party. And so what you're looking for is a roast of 100 words or less. You go there, you submit it, you send it off, and then as the party approaches, uh, we'll narrow down uh, the field, we'll pick a few, and then Sarah X. Dillon herself will deliver those at the Listener Party. And people ask me if I was going to be seeing those in advance, and the answer, of course, is no. Uh, I'm not going to be seeing, reading, hearing, knowing about No, we will two. all
4: make sure that Rick doesn't have any idea what's
3: coming. In no way will I have access to any of the roasting material beforehand. Uh, so uh, the, the first time you hear it is the first time I hear it. Uh, so on Thursday, May 15th, all will be revealed. Uh, with Roastmaster Carl Click, roasters to include Peter Carlin, Byron Beck, Storm Large, Sarah Dillon, Corden uh, Fatboy, uh, Scott Daly and Aaron Duran, and uh, more wackiness to be unveiled. So go to 970.am and submit your 100 words or less mini roast. Uh, and then as we approach the party, we'll uh, we'll select some of those for uh, for Sarah to perform. Uh What else is coming up? Well, some other things. Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this Thursday. The D.C. madam commits
5: suicide in her mama's Florida trailer park. May Day brings mayhem up and down the West Coast. 25,000 West Coast dock workers stayed home, bringing cargo operations to the halt all the way from Long Beach to Seattle, and that includes the coup. They're protesting the war. Of course, you can expect some hippies are roaming around at some point today. The six dungeon dad threatened the occupants with a gassing if they didn't behave. I was not drunk, fellows, Paula Abdul. And pixie dust dust from a pig's bladder regrows a man's finger.
3: There's nothing in that headline that made sense. Pixie
5: dust from a pig's bladder
3: regrows a man's finger. (laughs) No, it makes much more sense now. Thank you, Tim. Glad you clarified. I thought Mayday was... uh... Wait, is Mayday a Russian thing? It's a Soviet thing, isn't it? Well, usually the uh, the Soviet countries did celebrate it. But what? they do in Europe
5: as well. It's never been a big deal here. But wait, no, so they're doing it here. We what is the We w- go through this every year.
3: What is the purpose of the May Day celebration happening today, though, here in Portland? Is it, it for it, workers' rights? Yes. It's That's not what for, it usually is. It's not for the war.
5: Well, some people may be protesting the war.
3: Are those the people that just show up to everything holding the Not My President uh, banner?
5: Probably. L- like, but,
3: no matter what the assembly is for? Like, it could be Mothers Against Drunk Driving, but they're there with George Bush and effigy somehow. But the, the problem is there are even working class folks are participating in it this year, not yeah. just the the hippies who have nothing to do. Not just not just the not trust just of, for hippies anymore. The trustafarians, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, because there's the other guy. It's like the guy with the uh, you know with the Dr. Seuss hat on the unicycle who's juggling something about hemp. That's the other guy who's at every one of these. Joined today as always by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Why, hello, and how are you?
4: Hi, I'm doing very well.
3: All right, are you? I'm getting
4: I'm getting really excited now for the party.
3: Now that the the, the, the roasting pressure to, is off.
4: Since I totally got to duck out. Like, like the Wimp
3: I Am. Well, no, it's great. But see, you know, it solves a bunch of problems at once because we we didn't we weren't quite sure. We talked about this yesterday, but we weren't quite sure how to select. We had what seemed like a really great idea, which is we were going to get a, one listener to to sort of come up and do a guest roast of like three to five minutes. But here's the thing is that three to five minutes doesn't sound like a whole lot. But three to five minutes where you have to be consistently funny and good and amusing, because the thing is, if you're not good, about 15 seconds in, the crowd is going to figure that out. And then the next four minutes and 45 seconds are going to be exceedingly uncomfortable for both the person doing the delivering and the, and the people who have to listen. Then you're going to be like Dustin Diamond when I went to see him go do his uh, his so-called stand-up comedy at Dante's that time. Ugh. Where after about 12 minutes, I finally had to leave because I was just so mortified for the entire human race. So, uh, but there was going to be no real way to pick a listener to do the roast. And I did
4: plus, like everyone's going to be all you know drunk, and like the listener will just be another listener to the listeners. It's like they might be you know
3: disrespectful and it was just and it was, it was going to be the logistics that'd be,
4: be panic inducing
3: I, um, I mean and, and and we had sort of brainstormed this whole thing about doing a couple segments of the show every day where we would have give people like 60 seconds like on the phone to sort of wow us with their improvisational comedy but frankly it just seems like a lot of work so it's a, it's a lot easier to do it this way so go to dot 970.am Uh, Get your mini roast submitted, uh, and we will uh, select a whole fistful of those for Sarah Dillon to perform at uh, Listener Party 11, which is coming up Thursday, May 15th, uh, 8 p.m. at the Christmas. Speaking of which, and speaking of that, uh, let's not forget, tomorrow we have our staff photos uh, that we are taking. We're doing a, which I think is one of the last little bits of preparation that we have to do uh, for the party. And so I have to go find somebody to shave, to shave the beard away, which is sort of Man, and I'm really in that stage now. It pains me that I have to shave it off. Not because... Too bad there's no such thing as spray on flesh. That way you can
5: keep your beard. Isn't there something like that out there? They have skull caps. How about a chin cap?
4: Hey, couldn't you just, like, slather some foundation on that? Spray on flesh.
3: I think you're the only person in history who's ever uttered that particular combination of words in that uh, order. Hold on, I'm writing this down. Because, you know, here's the thing I've learned, Tim, that no matter what idea you have, no matter how crazy it is, somebody told me this a long time ago. I had an old uh, PD who told me this. He said, no matter how insane your idea sounds, write it down because there will come a point in human history when it's not insane, when, people, when it makes perfect sense and they do it. He said, if you ever have an idea for a bit or a gimmick or a stunt or, you know, an idea for a show, even if you don't think that it's socially acceptable or it's just too crazy, or people would never, never be able to get it, write it down. Because there will come a time when it when it fits in perfectly with everything around you,
5: call within the next ten minutes to get a second
3: can free <laughs> and so spray on and a bedazzler. dazzler uh, so spray oh, on the that 's an idea whose time may yet come Tim Riley mm-hmm. here's a perfect example of this by the way of something an idea whose time uh, an idea whose time has come. I was um, reading i uh, i'm reading the first book in the Dexter series now because I 'm just sort of killing time between seasons because seasons really didn 't come until August. So I'm reading the first book, in the, which is fantastic. The first book, uh, it's uh, uh, I think it's um, it Darkly, Darkly Dreaming, Dreaming Dexter, Dexter. Um, and it's a great book. But I I do I was having this sort of flashback to I don't probably 15 years ago. I mean maybe longer. I think it was it was right around the time the Sopranos were coming on, and I made the observation that because I got you know kind of a whole serial killer thing, and I made this observation that there really ought to be a television program in which you are rooting for the serial killer. And everybody at the time, they called me insane, Tim. Everybody at the time said that that was a crazy idea, they didn't get it, or they thought I was nutty, or whatever. But you fast forward to 2008, and it's one of the highest rated programs on cable right now. It's a, pro, it's a show in which the protagonist is, in fact, a serial killer. So that's a perfect example. So Spray on Flesh may yet be a great innovation in human history. Speaking of serial killers, before I get back to my beard for a second. Speaking of serial killers, uh, today is May 1st, so we have turned over another page in the Serial Killer of the Month calendar. The month of May is Ed Gein, for those playing the home game.
4: I thought you already had Ed Gein.
3: No, no, no. It was John Wayne Gacy, Eileen Wuornos, Ted Bundy, and Albert Fish. Uh, the month of May, Ed Gein. Uh, so, anyway, so i got to get rid of the beard, because I'm, and I'm in this horrible... I hate to shave it off, because I'm now kind of in the thick of it. I mean I'm coming up on about 5 or 6 days of not shaving so I'm just shaving the neck but I'm letting the face grow and it's just it's just all patchy and bad and terrible I mean it doesn't I'm not going to deceive myself and say that it looks good in any way because it doesn't I mean I look awful um and of course this is the week that I have like I have to meet with clients and I have to all kinds of business meetings to go to and and I, I don't know if anybody else has ever done this, but where you sit there and you almost have to preemptively say in the meeting, look, I'm sorry, I'm growing a beard. Because otherwise, they're just going to think that you don't ever shave. They're just going to think that you wake up in some sort of a box down on Main Street and just roll on in here reeking of ripple. Uh, so I sit across the table from clients and I go, you'll have to forgive me. I'm kind of growing it out a little bit. Which doesn't, of course, change the fact that I look as though I've just been rolled in some sort of black spackling agent. Um, so i got to go get it shaved off. Because I can't have this listener party photo taken tomorrow where I look all grubby, but then that means, then I can't grow it again next week because then the party will be upon us, and I don't want to show up at the party with like a tux and like seven days growth because that's going to be bad. So I have to wait until the party is done and then start the, the the whole beard thing from ground up, which means by the way that all of this work will have been for nothing, that I now have to go through.
4: What work? You I'm... just didn't shave in the morning.
3: <laughs> There's no work. You know, you know what I'm saying, Sarah. I'm just saying all of this, the, the, the horrible first week or so of going through the growing out, I'm going to have to go through all of it again. Life is hard. Life is full of difficulties and challenges. So I've got to find a place today uh, that will both... I've got to find a place that will shave, that will, that will give me the shave and then maybe a haircut. Because I think i got to get, I got to get a haircut as well. So if anybody knows... Tim, do you know a place in Portland that does like actual shaving, like, where they'll give me the full-on shave... 'Cause I don't trust myself to do it. If I do it, I'm just gonna make it. There
5: used to be a barber in Saint John's who did that.
3: <laughs> really? She's a lady with a mustache. I don't I'm gonna now gonna point out why would you go to a barber who was in fact a woman with a mustache? I didn't know like she was until a... I sat down. But I'm saying but do you see the logical do you see the logical flaw there? Yes. Like, if it's a woman, if it's a female barber who actually can't even be bothered to get rid of her own mustache, maybe you don't want to trust her with your hair cutting decisions. Like, meth, she might not be the best person. She might not be the best judge of what kind of hair is appropriate. What
4: about that old advertiser?
3: Oh, Hair M? Yeah. Are they even, I'm not even sure if they're around. They were an advertiser on the program. Oh, I think they're I actually,
4: I think the farmer's
3: actually going to get a haircut started. today. Are they, and I don't know if they're an advertiser at this point. That's the place, that's the place where it's like the... Uh, the, the gimmick is that it's a bunch of chicks yeah. who, who, uh, who no, they, give who the they shave. Did,
4: they did that full shaving thing. They
3: did. I just didn't know if they were still around or not. They were downtown or something. I mean, I'm not trying to troll for plugs or for whatever. I'm just, I got to, <laughs> because, well, because you've seen how when I try to, like, trim troll my own hair. Troll for
4: plugs It's funny when you're talking
5: about <laughs> Well, You already know did that. You know I'm trolling happened. for a plug. You know what happens when you stop
3: advertising? Nothing. <laughs> In any event. uh, So, well, so I got to find I gotta find a place to do that. couple other brief notes here. All right, it uh, looks
4: like it's still Open oh, it is. Mm-hmm. All right.
3: So I'm going to go down there. You want and get me
4: to make you an appointment?
3: can Would you please? Uh huh. My girl will make an appointment for me. <laughs> uh, Grooming. to be and a de-lousing, please. <laughs> also, I have ticks. Uh, all right. Uh, so I got to get uh, that taken care of because the problem, and I think guys will deal with this sometimes, that for a guy, the sideburns are especially difficult because y- y- you're just looking into a mirror where there's very little depth perception, and so over the course of, like, I will go in and I will get my hair cut. And they'll do the sideburns, they'll do the everything. And then as the sideburns grow out, I try to keep them neat and trimmed. But of course, because looking into a mirror, you can never tell if you're shaving in a straight line or not. What happens is, is that over the course of time, they just get angled off in all kinds of weird directions, and you can't really tell because, you know, you really you would need a whole series of surveillance cameras in your bathroom to kind of, to kind of figure out exactly how you were looking. So, all right. Um, oh, and speaking of and speaking of my beard, my, uh, my whatever, I will say, and speaking of advertising, it was pointed out to me yesterday, although I did not realize this right off, that on, what, Tuesday when I had, uh, when I had my moment, when I had my small little meltdown Tuesday, and I was doing a whole rant about the salespeople, and I was screaming about account executives coming down and bothering us while we were on the air, and I was being rather embittered about the whole thing. I didn't know this until somebody pointed it out, but apparently... If you didn't hear this on on Tuesday, we were having kind of a bad day anyway, and by we I mean me, uh, and... By bad day, I mean childish, juvenile screaming fit at around 2.20 where I was yelling at salespeople who were standing outside the studio. Apparently, we went into a break, and the first thing that played out of the break was me voicing that ad looking for new salespeople for <laughs> AM 970. There's a, there's an ad running on the station where, I, where it, it is actually me saying, would you like to work in the fast-paced world of radio? We're looking for account executives. And I guess as soon as I finish my screaming match about the salesperson, uh, that's exactly what played right after. So that's time to well. Uh, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey,
6: Rick, it's Dave the Carpenter. A,
3: uh, why don't you just going on, to take hold, a picture and... Sir, hold on one second. Sounds cool. Hold on a second. Is, is that the news bot calling? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to... We're going to... Hold on. Let's see if that's every phone line. I pray that it is. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, no. that
3: sounds great. Oh, it's the best day ever. All right. Uh-oh.
4: Oh, let's, don't uh, be dramatic. Uh, should we
0: go for a hat trick? <laughs> Hi, hold on yes, a second.
3: Sir. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello, Rick.
0: Oh, wow, it's doing the same thing
3: <laughs> Oh, wow, I'm tripping. Uh, Matt Green, if you are uh, within earshot, uh, will you please uh, come to the studio at your first convenience? There seems to be some kind of an issue with the phones. <laughs> uh, let's muddle through this one call uh, just for a goof, shall we? Hi, okay. yes, go ahead, sir.
6: Okay, uh,
0: I'm get a shave and a haircut. Too bad. Uh, Hair M downtown.
3: Yes, Sarah,
4: what, I'm, I'm online right now. Sarah
3: was suggesting that. So, now, do they have an appointment today?
4: Um, you know, you have to sign up for something to book it online. So I shall call them at the break.
3: Excellent. God bless you, Sarah. You're a good person. No worries. All right. Thank you, sir. No problem. Say this. Bye. Say um. Say nope. say this. Say. Um. Say this. Say there are cockroaches everywhere.
0: There are cockroaches everywhere.
3: All right. Thank you. <laughs> That's, That's random. A creep show reference. Uh-huh.
4: You should have had him say Don't Mister.
3: <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought about that. By the way, for those who are busy playing the Austrian sex imprisonment home game. I thought I was being real clever with my flowers in the basement reference. Uh, I was going to go online and register flowersinthebasement.com dot com last night, just you know, for for you know, to make it some sort of news outlet for that story. Mm-hmm. And there's many, 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 many hundreds of people uh, who beat me to the use of that phrase. Oh, really? So it's already, it is already, it's everywhere. All right, I, I think that's it. There's probably no point in trying to get anything else done.
4: I went roller skating last night.
3: Did you? Oh. It was really fun. Oak oh,
4: Park is like the coolest thing ever.
3: Oh, with uh, with the farmer. Yeah. Excellent.
4: But that's so neat. I didn't, you know. Because that rink is so old, and it seems to like how many thousands and thousands of people, you know, uh, have roller skate on there. His grandma, I guess, used to roller skate there in the 40s. Really? How how crazy is that? That's
3: It's kind of weird, actually, when you uh, when you do look at landmarks like that, and you sort of...
4: It's neat. It was really neat. It's a really neat place.
3: When things of generations passed. Oh, incidentally, uh, because I was having a bit of a day, uh, apparently my my discomfort and my anger was so palpable to everybody the other day that somebody came by my office, and they dropped off a relaxation mask that I'm supposed to wear and if you've seen one of Please these wear it now it's like one of those Lone Ranger masks but it's filled with blue gel but I guess you put in the freezer oh yeah and then you wrap it around your face those are awesome you if what you're what not going to use about? that
4: I'm totally gonna snag it from here. I
3: think it's a I think it's a chotchke from the new Patrick Dempsey film Maid of Honor
4: oh really don't take it off
3: does it freak you, you out you look
4: really scary Tim look at him
1: yeah
3: yeah Ew, so, it's, you look so it's like an aquamarine colored Lone Ranger mask filled with a gel Oh, I'm gonna wear like
4: an underwater Zorro or I'm gonna, something. I'm going to
3: wear it for the rest of the day. <laughs> Maybe it'll increase my mental calm and acuity. Let's take a break. We'll come back after this. Lisa Desjardins coming up in a few moments. Steve I'm Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. High Concept Friday, uh, Thursday. Peter Carlin and your phone call. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson. We can test with
4: this
7: person,
3: though. Why? It's the Rick Emerson radio program. I'm just, it's all the same to you. I'm just going to keep the relaxation mask handy today. i just going to keep it right there. Okay. Tension building. Building. Well,
4: why don't we just rip off the band-aid and you should pick up that call and see if it works. All
3: right. So, uh, thank you for endeavoring to make. Apparently, the uh, the place is all booked up. Thank you for endeavoring to uh, to make an appointment for me. I'll just, you know what? I'll just, I'll just cut the knot. I'll just go get my hair cut at the regular place today, and just ask them to take careful uh, care of my sideburns, and then I'll just take my life in my hands and shave myself at home. That sounded perverse. Uh, all right, uh, so we'll talk to Lisa Desjardins, hopefully, in a moment. Uh, Steve Castamon, Tim uh, Riley coming up at noon with the new news hour, Peter Carlin. I realize now all of these things are heavily dependent on the phone, so let's yep. find out if the phone works. Here, we just talked to Engineer Matt over the break. Did he give you instructions, or did it sound like he was just making things up?
4: Uh, he's just. It, it was funny because he would say, like, well, that shouldn't be happening, and then he would <laughs> say, well, I kind of thought that maybe something like this would happen, and then he'd go back to... That shouldn't be happening, Great.
3: so I don't know. The engineer's first response is always to go, ah, well, that doesn't sound like it's a good thing. I That shouldn't be. Why? I don't understand. All right. Taking, ah. our, taking our lives in our hands right now at 503-733-2970 by answering this call, which will make or break the program. That taunting little flashing light. This call that I am about to pick up will determine the entire course of the radio show from this moment forward. If this next call succeeds, it bodes well for the remainder of today's program. A full three hours and 35 minutes of rib-tickling, slap-happy entertainment. If this call goes poorly, it's ritual suicide for all. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello? Hey! I made it on the air? Oh, this is so cool. I am a
1: long-time listener. I've been listening to you since you were on Hot Talk 1080. Max 910, I've followed you, man. That
3: is really great, but more importantly, sir, we can understand what you're saying. You are completely intelligible. You're
1: unrobotic. Oh, oh awesome. hell yeah. Go, oh, uh, I'm fantastic. calling from Scappoose, Oregon.
3: Excellent. Why? I mean, I'm sure it's a nice place, but do you live there? Oh, yeah. Why?
1: Because <laughs> I work at the Scappoose Fred Meyers. Oh,
3: well, fair enough. Okay. It's good to, li- <laughs> it's good to, to live near one's work, I suppose. How? Ca- what is your name, sir? Donald Ferenwolf. All right. How can I, how can I help you today, my friend?
1: I'm just a long-time Nice to have a shout out. Keep up the good work, Amen, Sarah Dillon. Just everybody, man. So, let
3: me understand this. So you've been Ken listening. Riley. You've been listening to us for, I would guess, nothing the better part of a decade. Yes. Did, yes, sir. And you have? Have you ever been on the show with us before? Uh. You ever called no. the pro- so after ten years one wonders then why today why now.
1: Oh, I'm getting the feedback from my stereo. Excuse me. Is the radio? Yeah,
3: that. you need to turn the radio down, sir. It's off. All right. So after ten years, why have you finally decided to call today? What makes today different from the previous three thousand six hundred and fifty days?
1: Because I just want to thank you for all that your hard work, all your news stories. Just I don't even listen to anything but you. I don't even really like the regular news because I'm tired of you know the oil and all that garbage. Yes, sir. And I just, you guys just have the most interesting news stories ever. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
4: All
0: right,
4: thanks. Later, dude. Bye. That's funny because you can say that, but it sounds so wrong yeah, altogether. You can say
3: that, but we're not going to. <laughs> hi, you're on the Hi, oh, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, Hello.
1: Look, <laughs> well, I'm just calling in. I didn't think I was going to go on the air, so I'm caught off guard. What anyway. did you
3: think would happen when you called?
1: I thought Richie would answer.
3: Well, Richie's off uh, scrubbing himself clean from his hermaphrodite cyber sex from last night. How can I assist you?
1: Uh, I'm going to try and assist you. I believe that down on Woodstock, um, about uh, 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 about 46 maybe, there's still an old-style barbershop.
3: Because really what I would like is like the full-on, you know, the shave and a haircut, two bits. Uh, yeah, that's it,
1: the kind of place. If you, you know, with that a little thing little... where they
3: lean you back in the chair like at Rounders and you feel like you're about to get whacked Mo Green style? So.
1: As far as I know, that's what you got all right right, in I'll the look... neighborhood.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Rick Emerson wants a nice clean shave. So oh, Well. What is, what is your name?
1: <laughs> uh, my name is Jean.
3: All right, Gene. Are you a long-time listener?
1: Oh, since forever.
3: All right, excellent.
1: Before all the unpleasantnesses.
3: Excellent. Thank you so much, Jean. You continue to spread the word. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right, bye Bye-bye. Now. All right, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the Rick Emerson Show from the Hill, CNN Radio correspondent to the stars, Lisa Desjardins. Hello there. From the Hill. Hey, how are you? How is life? How are things?
8: Good. Another, another busy day up here in Washington.
3: And I just mixed my, uh, my movie metaphors by saying, lean back in the chair and whacked like Mo Green, because that's not the deal. Mo Green got whacked while he was uh, a... This also sounds profane. Who's on Whack- the table. Whacked while getting a massage. Uh,
8: he, table, yep. he's
3: getting a rub down and they shoot him in the eye, right? Right,
8: right yeah. through the glasses.
3: Who am I thinking of that gets shot while he's getting a shave? Does that happen in In The Godfather?
8: It does happen in The Godfather. Uh, I don't remember who that guy was. I should know. I don't know.
3: I can't, I can't, it's, but it's at the end when Michael is settling all family business. That's
8: right, that's right.
3: All right, fair it's enough.
8: It's the Moe the Mul- and that's the, uh, the guy that has, I think he had the gun. I'm Mo Mul- Green! There we go.
3: Okay, and then there's the guy that has the, uh. There's the guy that has the shotgun that's, like, in the violin case or whatever, and he just kicks the door open and shoots whoever. So, all right.
8: And then, of course, in the uh, the, the rotating door.
3: Yeah, yeah.
8: Fantastic. You know, Mo Green, you just remember, because there's, there's the great line, you do not talk to someone like Mo Green like that. It was
3: banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Uh, And by the way, just as a side note, do you know who edited that whole sequence of The Godfather where all the house cleaning is taking place? No. That'd be George Lucas, ladies and gentlemen. No kidding. George Lucas. It's really easy to think that George Lucas has some reverse Midas touch where everything that he comes in contact with is garbage. Uh, but it, it, it's worth it's worth noting that there was there was a time when George Lucas actually turned out quality work.
8: No, he it's almost like he's sort of like Jonathan Winter from Work and Many Mindy. Yeah, that was you know he he. he... His he ages in reverse.
3: No, it re- he's actually gotten a lot worse. <laughs> his talent, his talent regresses with every passing That's year. It. and to now he really is a, a filmic zygote, one might say. <laughs>
8: yes.
3: Um, in any event, all right. Well, okay. So this is just, uh, all of this.
8: had our quote of ref- pop culture references right off the top.
3: It's you know, it really I I like to front load these calls sometimes because you never know. Once I wade into the serious news of the day, it all kind of goes oh. badly for me sometimes. Yes. Um, well, let's talk. Is it five years today that uh, George Bush gave his ill-fated Mission Accomplished Mission speech?
7: Mission
8: Accomplished, yes, with the big guy. He was in the fighter jet on the aircraft carrier.
3: You know what I was thinking about? Here's the thing with that Mission Accomplished banner. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation or the horrors of war or whatever, but the the deal with that banner is it's, it's like it's they just couldn't help themselves, right? I mean, that's the thing. It it was just such a great opportunity and such a great photo op and such a great sort of image for the 30 days that it it held water that they probably knew in their hearts they shouldn't do it. But it's like when you have pocket aces and you know you shouldn't go all in on pocket aces, but you just do anyway because you just can't help yourself. And then you always get screwed in the end.
8: Well, this administration and the last one, too, Clinton and Bush, They've both been big believers in perception is reality across the board, whether it's the economy or the war. And I I think that was part of it. Now, we're still not clear who exactly came up with the fantastic mission accomplished banner. Lots of finger pointing there. The president himself never said that. He said he was declaring an end to combat operations. That's almost in a way that's almost (laughs) worse because that was even more off mark. You could have said some mission was accomplished probably at this point five years ago, but to say that combat operations had finished uh, was certainly
3: off the mark. It, that's a little bit of a, a new newspeak though when he says the, the the end to major combat operations
7: yeah
8: I mean,
3: is that a, is a dumb question? Is that an actual military term or is that just some verbiage that he was sort of making up?
8: Well, certainly, combat operations is a very clear military term, but it refers to kind of anything in battle. i think in in this particular war typical military terms uh, kind of have gotten thrown out the window because this is not, you know, your World War II type battle. It it is a little bit more like Vietnam, and and you're not always sure who you're fighting. But add to that the level of uh, the war against terrorism, which which is certainly not a, a war that it is clear when that could possibly end. You know, but yet it's under that rubric of the war on terrorism that the president has said he has powers to uh, really invade and act in almost any place in the world. And and so that's why you get in the situation where combat operations have ceased. Well, what does that mean in the in the war on terror in Iraq? It, it's all very nebulous.
3: So we're going to tie a couple of things together. So there's this, and then I know that the Obama campaign, uh, the, you know, they, they made either a speech or a series of speeches, sort of you know, as a way to highlight the fact that he was against the war from the beginning, and yes. and so forth. But the what what right now, uh, wh- what does the poll of polls sort of say about uh, the Obama campaign and the Clinton campaign and and where they're shaping up?
8: It Depends on what you look at. If you look at national numbers, the poll of polls is showing that Obama is still ahead nationally among Democrats, but not by much, by one or two points. He's kind of come down. In Indiana, it's still neck and neck. And In Indiana is the state where. Obama's hoping a win, will kind of, uh, you know, elbow Hillary Clinton, you know, back to the back of the bus, if not off the bus altogether. Unlikely that she'd quit after Indiana, but he's hoping that uh, he'll push her back. You know, we're talking about Indiana and these national polls, but the truth is there's a whole other front, since we're using war metaphors. There's another front that has opened up in the next couple of days. I know you're talking to Kastenbaum after this, and he's looking at this as well, but there have been so many emails, Rick, that I've received in the last three days about various superdelegates now committing to Clinton or Obama, it, it seems like both of these campaigns feel like now is a moment where they're going to try and get superdelegates on their side to make it look like they have superdelegate momentum. And in fact, today we learned that there, there is one superdelegate uh, who has switched from Clinton to Obama. It's interesting. You know, He's a white man. He says he loves Hillary Clinton. He still thinks Hillary Clinton is potentially the best candidate, but... He thinks it's time to end this. He thinks that this is not good for the party, and he he wants this to be over. so he's moving to Obama, who he thinks is the person who ultimately will win and and That's what the message Obama wants to get out is it's it's time to to get over this and move on. but Hillary Clinton is trying to you know fill that gap herself. Uh, for every superdelegate he Obama puts an email out on, she's trying to push one too, and it's gotten to the point where you look at who these superdelegates are. This, this fight is escalating over email. You know, Obama s- sent one note out about a superdelegate. delegate. Turns out that's uh, one of his spokesperson's mother-in-law. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they're pulling everybody they can.
3: It's it's in there. It's, I mean, there's just so much to say about this. I mean, th- yeah. I saw a poll yesterday. They said that seven out of ten voters expected to go to the convention uh, at this point, and you know, who knows? that's going to happen or not but i, I know that
8: one shot i still i still say 30 percent chance on that
3: it's uh i have a, a friend of mine uh a, a blogger named chris sneven who does a the a, a political blog among other things and he noted that he in his assessment because you know we were talking about superdelegates and the idea of like how at this point how could you possibly not have made up your mind i mean really if you haven't made up your mind by now like what do you need and his assessment which i sort of agree with is just that people are very uh, uneasy about as long as she has a chance about coming out actively against Hillary Clinton, because the Clinton's got a long memory uh, and the, oh. the sort of theory that if, that if you come out against her and she somehow snakes her way into the White House, uh, that she will come after you with a scythe. I mean, oh. it really,
8: yes. she may not even win the White House, but she may have a position that could last longer and be more powerful. She may end up at the, as the Senate majority leader, you know, and she could have that position for decades. Yeah. It, it, it's very tricky.
3: And and the Clintons clearly they remember folks who were on their side, and I think it's fair to say they remember folks who were, as they say in New England, against them. That's right. Um,
8: you know, got to bring up another um, breaking news today. Probably many of your listeners, maybe you have seen uh, reports out of Florida that police have identified um, a suicide victim who they believe right. is Deborah Jean Palfrey. I don't know if you've talked about that. The, the DC,
3: madam. D. C. madam. Mm-hmm. Now, but uh, please forgive me when we say DC, madam. I'm Getting all of these, which the, madam is madam this? stories uh, confused? Which madam is this?
8: This was this is the one that started sort of the latest madam craze, if you will. This is not Elliot Spitzer. Nothing to do with the Elliot Spitzer uh, sort of tryst in Washington. That's completely separate. This is this is the woman uh, who went to court over this, trying to defend herself. She's all she she was. Um, if you can picture her. She's a small woman. She's got the very almost jet black hair, kind of a, a pinched face, but really got out there right. in public uh, and, and was trying to actually bring in a high-celebrity uh, clientele to testify that she said her escort service was above board, right. that it was not selling sex. Uh, she defended herself, but in the end, she lost that case, and her assets were frozen, uh, all of that. She's got memoirs out. She's trying. To, she was trying to do different things, but I think you can probably she, – she's the one Whose service was connected to Louisiana Senator David Vitter.
3: Oh, and by the way, and you know, and, and let me just say this: I think we can all agree that no matter who you are, what your business is, or how you lead your life, dying in a Florida trailer park is no way to go. That's a that's a poor end to your life, really.
8: It's tough. It's tough. Uh, it's that.
3: Uh, as we sort of get ready to wrap this up, I don't know that this can't possibly be true. Huh. I thought it was August. Somebody said we were talking about how I'm reading the first book in the Dexter series right now, and somebody says Rick, Dexter season three starts. Next week. On Showtime? On May 5th, he says. Um, Says season three starts on May 5th.
8: No get, geez I feel like Dexter has now lapped Entourage and lapped like a whole bunch of other series.
3: But I didn't even think season two was out on DVD at this point. It might be. But I didn't even think D season no, two no, would come out. That can't yeah. possibly be true. Right
8: I The Iron is hot. That doesn't sound right to me either. I'm going to
3: have to look into that. Does that, uh, the, the
8: writer's strike factor into this? Uh, I don't know. I, that's going to
3: throw my whole world into a tizzy. I don't know. All right. Well in any event. Okay. And,
8: and also I gotta mention yes. your Iraq war costs. Do you have a guess for how much uh, Iraq war is costing every month? I mean,
3: all told. I mean or, or every month or total? Keeping every, every month. Jesus. I don't even know. Yeah. I well, who
8: knows, right? These figures don't mean anything anymore hardly because they're so large, but um ten billion.
3: A month? A month. For the love of all right.
8: Ten billion. Now the Pentagon's original estimate in 2003, for what they thought it was going to cost was $2 billion. and
3: you know, Well, inflation and everything, you know.
8: I'm doing this story. There's actually been a very significant rise in the cost of the war in the last year and a half, a huge increase, actually. Some people say it's doubled in just a year and a half. It, to me, it looks more like 3 or $4 billion a month more that it's costing now than a year and a half ago. And... Honestly, it's not clear exactly why. The Pentagon says one of the biggest reasons is the increase in the cost of energy. Now, that that does have something to do with it. Also, the troop surge. But really, the troop surge was an increase of 25%, uh, not 200% in troops. So I'm trying to track down exactly why uh, we've that, seen this huge spending increase.
3: That does seem like a gross misestimation of the costs. Yeah, that's not like where there's a five percent. Right. Yeah, that's not a five percent variance or anything. I okay. and, and we have to run here in just a second, but I it, just this is a, a larger question for another day. And I don't mean to get all heavy and and uh, whatever and all psych 101 about everything. But do you suppose that part of this business about how we just cannot bring ourselves to, to call it a day in Iraq is that in in a post Vietnam era that we I wonder if there's something in the American psychology that we just cannot allow ourselves. Like you can, like in the American psyche, you can almost maybe write off Vietnam as an aberration in terms of our, mm. as Bill Murray said, our ten and one record. That you can almost say, okay, well, Vietnam, yes, we failed to achieve victory, but that was the exception to the rule. It, I wonder if there's just something rooted deep in the American psyche that if we say we've lost twice, then that means that you know, that, that, I think that might have a that's that delivers a serious sort of quaking, I think, to the American the American confidence in some ways.
8: be an argument that, that neocons, if you want to call them that, Bush and Cheney, feel that way, and that Iraq is really a reaction to, like, 1968-69 counterculture in a lot of ways. There's, there's certainly that argument out there. I don't know. I feel like it's more like you've spent two days building some phenomenal domino display, and you're only halfway done, but you're not going to walk away.
3: Right, right.
8: You know, I, I think that's what's going on in the Bush administration now.
3: Yeah, I think it, somebody once said that... Uh, and now we're just delving deeper and deeper into our own navels here. Yes. But somebody once said that, you know, when you, when you begin dating somebody new, you begin into a new romantic relationship, they have it, you know, every person you date has it worse than the person you dated before them because not only do they have to resolve all their own issues with you, but then they have the task of, by proxy, solving every issue you ever had with anybody you dated before them, wow. going back to your mother, see, so you know, it
8: is a different see you don't think like you 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 learn from that, and like I feel like I have those issues. I learned from them. I you don't know, have them anymore. You
3: know, maybe maybe I just have a singularly bleak outlook, but I think for the most part, nobody...
8: I'm likely in denial. I, just,
3: I really strongly believe at some points, both individually and as a society, I mean, nobody learns, nobody changes, nothing gets wow. better. Wow. Really, I mean... Oh my I mean, really. That is kind of the motto of the Rick Emerson show, is that nothing gets better, nothing wow. changes.
8: I mean, I do feel like I've been broken in, and I feel like I've broken in other people, and I feel like... It works like that.
3: It should be said, though, that this is the same Rick Emerson show uh, that had a long discussion yesterday about my impending uh, appointment with a shrink, perhaps oh, to yeah. be dosed with any number of psychotropic medications. <laughs> and that's so, five weeks away? Yeah, so if you ask me on June 3rd, I might have a different take on the human race for you. <laughs> exactly. All right, I hate to leave in such a down note. we got to run her. Steve Castamon's going to have my head. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. Uh, bye now. There you go. There's uh, Lisa Desjardins. All right. Yes, yeah, somebody on the show, Oz, actually made that observation. He said that you know when you start dating somebody, not to dwell on it, but he said when you start dating somebody, uh, not only uh, do you have to work out whatever issues you have with that specific person, but via that person, you're trying to fix like every relationship that went on in the past, mm-hmm. uh, which does make a whole lot of sense to me uh, in some ways. So I think, uh, yeah, so I I think that I think uh, we have mommy issues with Vietnam and we keep trying to fix it uh, by not leaving Iraq uh, by somehow by by winning Iraq and winning it big and strong because Americans demand big, satisfying over-the-top victories uh, that we're going to somehow uh, make up for this just big psychic ass-whooping uh, that we took, you know, in 1973. So, anyway. Uh, that, did you look at the Dexter thing?
4: Yeah, I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like it comes out until September. I
3: can't. I Yeah, I heard this. Well, I can't. Uh, this guy says Around Dexter September season Around September 30th, 2000. I think this guy is confused. I think this guy, Bill, no offense, Bill. Uh, I think this guy, Bill, might be seeing that season two of Dexter starts on sh- on CBS, Okay. May 5th. Wouldn't that make sense? Because they just ran season one on CBS.
4: Yeah, so I would think that they'd start
3: two. So season two on so CBS Did they already do the finale
4: week. of season one? I don't movie? know, because,
3: you know, I, I'm not watching it on CBS because I watched it. Because once you've watched it on DVD, there's no offense to CBS, uh, but there's really no point to me to watch that show edited. I, mean, I can't watch the... Sex
4: in the City on TBS or whatever t- channel that no, is. No, that's
3: where Miley Cyrus watches it, though. Oh, Did you boy. see that story this morning? Yeah. She said that her favorite show was Sex in the City, and her publicist immediately, that's, that's the one on CBS that's edited. She doesn't even know what Yeah, and then I saw her
4: publicist was like, yeah, they, they don't even, all they have is basic cable in their house. I'm like, B.S. <laughs> don't even, Miley Cyrus, like a billionaire child, only has basic cable.
3: They live in a tar paper shack, sir. Oh, whatever. Uh, in any event. So, what was my point? Blah, blah, blah. Dexter. Oh, and just as a, a final note here, uh, before we get these calls, uh, the, the thing about Dexter on CBS, and again, if you don't have Showtime or if you don't have a DVD player, you're a savage of some kind. I guess if you got to watch Dexter somewhere, you know, and you don't have the actors that watch it on CBS, I suppose. But, but that's the other thing when people uh, have asked us a couple times now if we're going to be taping the roast and playing it back on the air.
4: Uh huh.
3: Taping the roast at the listener party and playing it back here on this radio station. Would be a little bit like watching The Sopranos on the Disney Channel.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's just put it that way. So this, you know, Dexter on CBS. Maybe it's okay. That's not really the way it's meant to be seen. And I hate to say that as a CBS employee, but we all know it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so listening to the roast, taped and played back here, would be like watching Dexter edited down for network TV. Just it's just not going to work. And so we're not going to work. So as uh, Bush Forty One would say, that. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
2: Hey, Rick. This is uh, James. Hello, I'm, sir. That's your barber question? Yes. Um, have you uh, ever heard of that place called Bishops?
3: Yeah, Bishops is actually where I get my hair cut a lot, yeah.
2: Well, don't, don't they do shaves, there? Sarah?
3: You know, I don't know. Somebody else said that, and I didn't. I, I always have them do the hair and then my sideburns, but I don't know if they actually do shaves or not. That's oh,
2: a... I have their phone number, and, you know, they do do naked. Didn't uh, Sarah pose
4: for a picture with them?
2: You just
3: merged, like, three sentences together in your head. All I heard was naked.
2: Sarah naked on the bishop's head? Well, let's... Oh,
4: of... I remember no such
2: thing. Let's
3: clarify. Sarah did a photograph uh, for bishops in which uh, she did appear to be topless. I don't know whether she was or not. I not. not no, no, but holding really her dog top. in front of her, and you were not able to see anything but her shoulders, really. So. Yeah, yeah. I do get my hair cut, though. So I have their number, so maybe I hadn't thought about that. Maybe I'll call and see yeah, if they do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll take a naked picture of you there. So, I don't
3: know. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think you're just kidding, James.
2: No, no, maybe Richie. Maybe Richie will find a new friend there. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Let me ask you this. Based on how you thought this call was going to go, how do you feel it is going?
2: It's going great.
3: You just stay with that then, my friend. Positive outlook is key. Hey, I'll see you at the party. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, I'm Rick. Hello.
6: I take your speaker
3: well, that's hey, mighty, mighty nice of you. Thanks.
6: Well, since, since I, I got through and my call,
3: and how Oh, were you were you an yeah. aborted call earlier on?
6: I was. You know Sorry. how many times I've called
3: and uh, waited
6: no and waited, and that time I got right through, and then and, then, and then
3: the phone didn't Hello. work. I do feel bad. We're gonna. I'm I'm gonna make a little a bit not a rule, but I'm gonna endeavor to do more calls more frequently on the show because I do feel bad sometimes that it's the phones either are really busy and it's hard to get through, or people do get through and sometimes. We don't take the calls, you know, very often, and, you know, we'll go long stretches and people wait on hold for an hour, and I feel bad about that. So we're going to – I was thinking about this last night, actually. We're going to endeavor to be to be better to the callers, try to get them on the air. Hi. what? Anyway, what's up?
6: Well, anyway, this is Dave the Carpenter. And yes. I, I have a suggestion. Instead of shaving your beard, why don't you just get the picture taken and have the beard Photoshopped off of it? I don't know. Technology. You're a techno nerd. Come on.
3: I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not the one who would be doing it, so I don't well, even know of if that's off, possible. But
6: you have, you have people that can That's do better that.
3: than Tim's idea of spray on skin. <laughs> right, absolutely. So, Nothing um, better than that well. I was going
9: to ask you,
6: did you ever get your fan fixed?
3: My what? Your ceiling fan? In the bedroom, no. No, no, I didn't. No, Nobody my. Man. No, it's still broken. You should just hire me to fix it for you. All right, send me an email. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right. Do one more, and then we'll take a break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
2: Hey Rick, I heard you weren't gonna play back the roast on the show, that but perhaps you could perhaps you could do it on the live stream. That's not edited, right?
3: Uh, the live stream. Well, the live stream is actually edited. Like if we oh, okay. if we bleep oh, okay. something on the show, it's bleeped on the live stream. And you know, for for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's you know, uh, there's uh, no, I understand. Yeah, it's there's okay. sort of different. You know, there's CBS regulations and rules about whatever. So yeah, the the live stream is not unedited. Some stations do that where it's like a raw thing, but but not here in Portland. We don't do that. So. All right. Well, I was just an idea. Are you right. are you going to be able to make it to the party, sir? No, I I have four
2: kids and. And I go to school, and it's just yeah, it's, now, it's not going to happen. Wait,
3: so you have now you have four kids now? Are you a single parent?
2: No, I am, um, well, no, but because
3: you got a wife for that, I would think.
2: Well, yes, but uh, well, no, it's just <laughs> it's just not. It, it's, it's, it's
7: it's
3: it's difficult.
2: Yeah, it's difficult. Well, see, the the oldest one is she's she's thirteen, and she's autistic, and our two youngest ones are you know they're. So a, under two, and, so
3: it's a, a bit a bit of a handful at your house.
2: Yeah, and there's there's homework, and because I'm trying to get out of what I'm doing, I had been doing right. And, well, uh,
3: well, so we yeah. will probably we're not going to be uh, streaming it, um, and you know it's not going to be uh, not going to be on the air. The one thing we have talked about is at least taping some of the other segments of parties, because we always kind of mean to do that, and then it did not really happen. So, you know, there may be something from the evening that ends up being taped, but uh, the roast section is not going to be part of it, regrettably. So we'll try to give you an accurate blow-by-blow blow the next day, though, my friend. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, there you go. Tim Riley, have you news for us? Yes, and plenty of it. All right, fantastic. Let us take a break, shall we? Be back after this. It's 503-733-2970. 503 503- 733-2970. We'll take a break, come back after this with Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Later on, uh Richie Bristol, Peter Carlin, and Jim Rube. Stay there.
7: Come back to you. Open fire. We're high. I've never been
3: Hi, you're on the... Re- I did that thing again of saying, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, you're listening to the Rick Emerson Show. Jesus. Hi, I'm crazy. What's going on in my brain today? I need to wear this blue mask.
4: No, you don't. You look... Scre- Does like, that kind totally of creep scary. you out? Really? Yeah. You should
3: take a photo of it.
4: All right, here, give it to me. I'll show you. This
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, it's your personal savior. It's time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State
5: Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Today's little visit is brought to you by Fox 12, the afternoon's biggest stories, new at 4, live and local, on the scene, and first with breaking news, covering stories you'll see only on Fox 12. When you want the whole story without the wait, the 4 o'clock news on Fox 12 Oregon, first, live, local, in the afternoon. All 29 West Coast ports are at a standstill today due to a stoppage by longshore workers. There is absolutely no activity from San Diego to Bellingham. There is no loading or unloading going on. Nothing. Nothing is being unloaded from China.
3: There is no unloading in the white zone or anywhere else.
5: According to a union spokesman, the workers are, quote, exercising their First Amendment rights by taking a day off and calling for the end of the war with Iraq. The union representing port owners calls the strike illegal and said the workers' union violated orders for an independent arbitrator regarding strike notifications.
3: So this is up and down the coast of, uh, of California? No, no, f- from here all the way to Bellingham. Oh, okay, so I must I missed, that. so it is the entire west coast The entire almost. west coast, all three coastal states. Did they know in advance this was going to happen? I mean, or did they sort of get this sprung on them, do you suppose? Yeah, apparently so.
5: Well, they had talked about it. Somebody must have spilled the beans. I mean there are twenty five thousand of these people out there.
3: But I mean it wasn't but there wasn't like a press release or something like tomorrow no one will be going to work. I haven't seen one. Interesting. Tim, do you find this mask unnerving? No. See? I, I think I it's think. just Sarah.
4: Do you need that much attention, Rick? Why are you wearing that? That's not even doing the proper thing.
3: No, it's not. I do find why don't we it... go
4: stick it in the freezer and then you can put it on the It is kind
3: hour. of it is kind of strangely comforting though. I do find the I do find the uh, can't even look at your... the cooling sensation around my eyes to be somewhat soothing. All right, I'll take it off and I'll put it in the freezer until. Here's Tim Riley. Ain't it cool?
5: Activists are planning to protest several issues during today's annual May Day march in Portland. Uh, the rally will begin at Portland's downtown Parks Block around four o'clock, and then a march will follow around five. So far, there are no street closure plans, but usually they block the max. Try to get home early. Organizers have also asked protesters to throw flowers into the Willamette River.
3: (laughs) No, really? Yes. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not kidding you. Sometimes really they are the cliché that everybody believes them to be. Then
5: there's a teach-in at PSU to urge Oregonians to support an end to the war and bring the troops up. That
3: doesn't work because they don't listen. Somebody needs to send them a memo that it's not 1968 anymore. Doing anything that ends in in, sit in, teach in, live in, love in, be in, none of those things work. Uh, and throwing flowers. Who is it that's throwing flowers into the Willamette River? Anyone who wants to. So it's so you're just put like if you happen to be near the river today, you're supposed to toss a tulip. Right. In? All right. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Duly noted. It's a good thing that you're not prone to futile, impotent gestures. Meanwhile, in Salem. Uh, Opposition
5: decided to go ahead and start closing streets in the capital. There's going to be a rally starting any time now, followed by a
3: march. All right, whatever. By the way, Richie insists on sending us follow-up photographs of this man.
4: Did he send you the same one. That's what.
3: Yeah, his... but it's such a man. This man with whom he had a cyber uh, sex exchange. And I think he's sort of retrospectively trying to justify it. And it looked like a girl. I didn't
4: know. Yeah, he just sent me a subject. This is a cute girl, right?
3: Uh No, Richie. It's totally a cute man. That is is a man with with whom you had a cyber relationship. Here's Tim
5: Riley. Uh, More people wasting everyone's time. The homeless are protesting on City Hall. They want affordable housing. Now, how is that possible? Uh, You may have a job. You may be sitting fine having your sirloin steak and eating eggs. But someday this could be someone in your family. For six days, we demonstrated on the sidewalk in front of City Hall. Now we have the attention of those inside. Well, now that you do, it's not going to help you because you need less 5% down, a steady job, good credit. You need closing costs. No matter how much you protest, it's still the same procedure to buy something. That is the voice of the landowning capitalist, homeless swine. And this is a capitalist country, as we keep telling people. It? They can't do
3: anything to change that. It is indeed. I do like the way they phrased the uh, the press release. Uh, you may own yourself a beautiful home. You may be eating steak and eggs. Hi, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick, I have a, a serious
9: request for you over the next couple of weeks. I, I would like Tim to stop uh, all his uh, Vancouver bashing news stories for a while.
3: Well, hold on just a second. Now, would you like us to substitute the bashing of another city?
9: Well, Gresham, I think, is an easy target. So if for the we next do those, couple too. Weeks, well,
3: we bash Gresham already. you have to no, give Vancouver. a No, I know. I have, have, to have give a house a city. I'm trying to
9: sell in Gresham. you have, to <laughs> give I have us. a house I'm trying to sell in the Coov, not Gresham. So if you could just insert Gresham for all Coov stories that are bad for the next couple of weeks, I'd appreciate well, wait, it. On. how
5: long has your house been on the market, sir?
9: <sighs> really? Since November.
5: Yeah, it's going to be a long, long time. Yeah, There I are know. plenty of things for sale. Don't drop your price. Try to rent it at least for a year till the prices go back up, then sell it. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to hear that, I know. But no. everybody's waiting. There are things for sale, but there are no buyers right now. You can't afford are. the gas to get there. No. And the real estate agents don't want to be taking people out, spending hundreds of dollars when the gasoline is, what, almost $4 a gallon. Tim out.
3: is the voice of knowledge and experience on these things, sir. Rent it. Rent it for you. Are you going to take his advice, or are you going to... Uh, it per- has
5: nothing to do with the coup. It's everywhere. I, I
9: don't it's, it's kind of the whole country. I don't want to it have to deal with people who rent houses in Vancouver, and I don't want people who rent houses in Vancouver in my house I'm trying to sell them. The
3: alternative is just to be losing
5: money.
9: Oh, that's okay. I I don't mind sitting on it
5: right now. Okay, but me me stop uh, bashing Vancouver is not going to try
3: to sell your home at all. (sighs) Uh, I don't believe we can... I don't believe we can... Well, hold on. Well, you know what, sir? Uh, You know know what we're going to do? We're going to do what we always do in these situations. Instead of uh, me weighing in, uh, we're going to let this be decided by... The Dice of Destiny. <laughs> All right. Do you want odds take, or evens? Uh,
10: uh,
9: what is it, a D20 or,
3: it's or a D6? It, it's a D20, nerd.
9: I'll take... Uh, this is Tony in Seattle, by the way. All right. I'll take uh, even.
3: Wait, let me understand this. You live in Seattle. You're calling a Portland talk show about a house you're trying to sell in Vancouver.
9: <laughs>
3: yeah. All right. Used to be
9: Tony in the Coov. Now Tony in Seattle. That's me.
3: Okay. Here you go, sir. Mm-hmm. Rolling the Dice of Destiny. No, please. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you rolled a 17. The bashing continues. Ah, crap. Uh, yeah, you know, there are many fine neighborhoods of Vancouver.
5: I know I went are. to a Christmas party there without a gun. I didn't even need it.
9: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is when I put, when I lived down there, when I put my tin cans out, mm-hmm. they were always there when the garbage man came to get them. It's that kind of neighborhood.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, when nobody
9: came through, rummaged through my recycling in the middle of the see, night.
3: I just view that as another service, though, that living in southeast Portland provides. I don't have to sort the trash because homeless folk will roll, you know, they'll, and meth heads will roll through, and they'll sort the trash for me. If there's tin, plastic, glass, they'll find it. They'll find it and take it. So, yeah,
9: but nobody comes into your backyard to pre-sort it for you either.
3: Well, that's I, what I'm saying. I guess that's it's a true. Great,
9: it's a great neighborhood. All right. Thank <laughs> you,
3: sir. Sorry about the hey, luck. See you at the party. Bye now. All right. There Bye. Go. That's that guy. At Tony in Seattle. I think I gave lots of good free advice. You did, you know, and it's it's uh it's his it's to his detriment, Tim. But he's not going to be taking your suggestions. Mm-hmm. That's all right. He'll pay the price.
5: He'll have to drop his price quite a bit. In your face, Tony in Seattle. to
3: thirty percent. Here's Tim Riley.
5: Here's something from your neighborhood. <clears throat> Police have revealed what caused the standoff Tuesday that shut down Southeast Powell. You see, a 39-year-old victim met 23-year-old Alicia Marie Roach, or is it Roach? Oh, it's Alicia Lisa Marie Roach online. And arrange to have sex with her for money at Roach's apartment on Southeast Powell. Roach's apartment. Mm -hmm. Come by Roach's apartment, won't you? So when the victim arrived at the Roach residence, two other men entered with weapons. Adawan Simpkins was uh, armed with a handgun, and a 16-year-old male took up a baseball bat. They threatened the victim and took all his money. During the incident, a single shot was fired, but nobody was injured. The victim ran away, called 911. Uh, He was uh, found nearby uh, hours later. Where did this happen? On uh, Powell. Powell and, let's see, I don't have the address here. I had it the other day. But this is, so he met this woman on lot, like a Craigslist thing? Well, probably one of those uh, chat rooms or whatever, that, whatever Richie might use.
3: <laughs> he got bristled. Um, well, at least he, he didn't cyber. <laughs> cyber? Um, oh, that really does the... I barely knew her. Um, it, But, but it, Richie does things safely, at least. He does. Uh
5: as he... Like he wouldn't be at the Roach residence.
3: So he so he met this woman online. The woman says, "Hey, uh, for a hundred bucks, you can uh, you can whatnot me." Yes. The guy shows up, and instead, it's a full-on. It's like a straight mugging. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so what you get for it's what you get for attempting to uh, to engage in legal subterfuge, sir. And,
5: and the Roach woman is charged with robbery.
3: Seriously. And can I say this? Can I address all the guys out there that are considering uh, doing it, going online, and paying some woman to do you or? Uh, you know, you go to the, what was that thing on the Craigslist, the, uh, er, what was it, erotic services, erotic something or other? It might be. There was that section, where it, was like, it looked just like full-on hookers. You're not on Craigslist? Not the singles ads, but yet there was the one that said it's like erotic services.
4: Yeah, it's like erotic encounters or services. But
3: there was one that was services, which I think was, oh, I have the address of this. Escorts. I have the address of this on Paul, so you
5: make sure you okay. don't go there. Richie? It is 17223 Southeast Powell. Stay away. Yeah, don't go there. From the
3: Roach residence. Um, but, I mean, really, can I just... Can, and look, I say this as a, as a middle-aged man. You you younger guys, you kids, you have no idea how easy you have it. Uh, I think it must be much easier to find sluts now than it used to be. I think there was a time when it was, a, you know, you had to go to a bar and strike up a gun. What's your sign? You're an ice cream socialist. Yeah, t- t- exactly. You had to you approach a woman in the tide aisle of the supermarket and say, why, those are lovely shoes. I think now... I hate to sound like an old guy, but what with the MySpace and the Internet and Craigslist, I, if you can't find some uh, some slut who's just willing to sleep with you, you're just not trying. I I think they're everywhere. And they have to pay for something on Powell Boulevard, I mean, that's unmanly. <laughs> I mean, I can't even. I, I, it's just I, I would think that, that that you would be beyond the point now with with technology and the Internet of having to pay a woman. Because it's not like sluts don't exist. Clearly they do. The world is filled with sluts. Uh, I mean, just one look at my high school graduating class will tell you that. The world, there are sluts are everywhere. But it was just how do you find them? How do you locate them? How do you strike up a conversation? I didn't have the Internet. Uh, you guys now, uh, you've got that. You go online, you probably find sluts by the fistful. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you're somehow still being swindled into paying $100 or whatever it is to some woman to have sex with you is just... I mean, you're, you're just not making the most of the available technology, sir. So no. all right. I you're on the Rick Emerson show.
6: Uh about
9: haircuts and shaving?
3: Yes. yes. I've
9: been going to Molden, a Barber barbershop for about twenty
11: years, uh, old, probably the oldest barber shop in Portland.
9: Is
3: it like a guy named Smitty that has like a like a stack of deer and wildlife magazines?
10: A different version of that. It's Ivan. He's Ivan. inherited the shop from his dad and he's in his seventies.
3: All right, now would you trust him uh because I don't have, like, hipster rockabilly sideburns, but I got, you know, they're down to the middle of the year whatever. Would you trust that guy to sort of, to you know, to, 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 to like, give me a good uh, haircut and, and a shaving and a whatever before an important photo?
6: Absolutely.
3: All right. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold. Can you give uh, or Richie uh, maybe just, like, the address or the, or the name of the place? You got it. I got all that stuff now. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right. They Richie, didn't look that bad. It's line four. Well, it's just, it's this. I got the four days or whatever it is, five days growth, and it's just... It's not how I want to be, like, captured forever. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's been worse. I remember back in the days when you had the uh, the Charles Manson hair, and, yeah. and Bruce
5: Agler presented that picture asking me if I would like to be on this program. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to do the news on this program? With uh, he looks like totally
3: a creepy. Would you like to be on the air with a failed member of the Gin Blossoms? You
4: know, sad because you're balding, and, like, there's all this, like, long hair. Are we doing the roast
3: yet? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Roast mode on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm. What am I going to say? Now, you're wrong. You're making that up. Um, it's like maybe I
4: can compensate from the lack of, you know, a lot of hair on top and making a lot on the uh, bottom.
3: It was a dark period of my life. Hair looks good now, though. No getting around that. No, I mean, you know what? I got to say, uh, really, at the risk of being whatever, I I am, uh, I'm actually quite happy. I, I and I, it, 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 not just shouldn't just go on and on about myself. Can I say that I really, no, I think, well, listen, I can take no credit for this because I didn't make any of these decisions, but really, I think this and it is a very relative statement. But I think this sort of in general, not today specifically, but the last whatever, probably the best The best I've looked, I think, just because I finally know people who tell me when I'm looking dumb. Uh, somebody like Sarah, basically.
4: I'm lucky I got to be one of those first people.
3: You're really the only one. I mean, uh, you know, and, and my wife knows this. My wife knows that Sarah and I have a special relationship. And My wife knows that Sarah really is the only one who I think gets to absolutely call the shots on what I wear or how I look. Because there's just really, I mean, you know, and Joni has some input, you know, because she's got a good eye for stuff. But my wife will be the first to admit that she doesn't know what she's doing. My wife has no idea what I should wear, what my hair should do, whatever. So anyway, so this, I, I'm I'm relatively happy with how I look at this point. I mean, to whatever extent that's possible. So I just got to get, get my shave on and then I'll be fine. Here's Tim Riley. Somebody's robbed Blumpy's Tavern. Lumpy's Tavern, really? Mm -hmm. Yep. Highway 99 closed overnight early into this
5: morning, wrecking the commute after a man was shot right outside of Lumpy's Tavern at 1149 last night. The victim is Grant Leroy Herring of Dundee. He entered the tavern with a shotgun wound. He was flown to a Portland hospital by a life flight. The investigation continues in the area near the tavern. Several side streets will remain closed through the morning. I've been to Lumpy's Tavern before.
3: Uh, It's like a leave it to beaver joke there, but I'm too tired. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
2: Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? Hey, uh, about that protest today, that y- march. Yes. They're they're meeting in the park blocks, right? Yeah. That's going to be impossible since it's full of tents and amusement rides for the Rose for the rose Festival.
3: Well, they'll find some place to... Yeah. I didn't think that was up now. Is that stuff up already?
2: Yeah, it, I just went by there on I-5, and it's completely full. Oh, and...
3: God, and that just means they're going to go to some other street, and it's just going to make things impossible, and well, I it, good for them.
2: Yeah, I noticed, too, that of them um, over on the east side on those uh, docks, you know, on the river, yeah, I put the banners out, stop the war, you know,
3: I mean, yeah, can I just and I think I speak for a lot of people here when I say that I have two sort of warring impulses um w- when it comes to when it comes to protests like today, I mean, I think we all agree war uh, in general, and this war specifically. That's been a big waste. (laughs) A big waste of lives. We lost it a long time ago. time, of money, of national uh, morale. I mean, the war is bad and a failure in almost every conceivable way, I think, in the objective opinion of most observers. And so I understand that, and I agree with that. Also, I enjoy sticking to the system. I enjoy uh, culture jamming, as they say, lousing up the program. That being said... You know, I like to be able to drive somewhere now and again or to, like, get where I'm going. And as we always say when these parades happen, these things where a bunch of the, the 50,000 people go wade into the street because they want to stick it to the man, the man isn't downtown. The man isn't on Burnside trying to get somewhere. The man doesn't
5: care. The man's not listening. Or you may have
3: made up his mind. Yeah, the man is, you know, the man is already uh, wherever he works. The man takes a helicopter to get to work. Uh, the people who are screwed up by this parade are people who have regular jobs who are trying to get places. Yeah. And that's kinda of why these parades sort of piss me off, because they never affect the people that they are trying to affect. They always just screw some guy who's trying to get, like deliver a package for his business. So Yeah,
2: exactly. And then, you know, they don't pay for the extra costs. Most no. of them don't pay taxes, we do.
3: No, they don't.
2: Hey, uh one more thing. If you want to get shave and a haircut,
3: yeah.
2: Hair M downtown.
3: Yeah, we uh somebody suggested that, but unfortunately they're uh, they're all booked up for the next couple of days, so
2: Oh bummer because yeah. oh you got uh Really good-looking women giving you a shave since they have to hug your head when they do it, compared to a you hug- fat, old, sweaty Italian guy.
3: Can you hug my head. Uh, I have actually gone to Harem. Uh, I went there once, and uh, and it was not bad actually. I didn't know what to expect. Um, it's it's sort of easy to have one perception of that business because it's all like hot girls doing it, and so you kind of maybe don't take it seriously as a you know when you first see the ad. But I went there. And I got to tell you, it was it was really fantastic. I uh, I was yeah, a big and I do my own shaving, so I don't typically need that. But it was a great place. So.
7: Well, yeah,
2: I go there, especially if there's some place i got to go to or something yeah. like that. And you can sell a house in this
3: market. I just sold two, so. Tim? What was that? Nothing. Thank you, sir. You bet, man. Bye. That guy said he just sold two houses. Good for him. All right, here's Tim Riley.
5: Uh-oh. A rabid bat has been found in southeast Portland. Oregon public health officials are warning you to avoid bats. Rabies is a virus that hits nervous systems after exposure to rabid animals through a scotch or a bite. Now, you're urged to use screens on windows. Do not handle bats. Make sure your pets are up to date on shots. You know, bats are normally nighttime creatures, says the state veterinarian Emilio de Bliss. He's paid to say things, things like that.
3: Emilio de Bliss?
5: Yes. Uh, he tells us that bats are normally nighttime
3: creatures. Who like would have known? Like a Mexican sex they doctor. They
5: pose a little, da- uh, little danger to people who do not handle them. If you handle them, you could be bitten by one. Yeah. Now, if you find a bat during the daytime,
3: it's more than likely unhealthy and avoid it. I think bats are I really do like bats. I think bats are really cool, and well, I think, they're in southeast, and i you know what i'm I'm okay with that. you know what I don't bother them, they don't bother me. I think bats are kind of cute, I know that makes me sound weird, uh, but I think they're adorable. I really do
4: Have you seen the bat cage at the zoo?
3: No, no. oh,
4: you would love it. That was the coolest part. I've only been to the zoo once, and' like a bat aviary. You walk in, and there's, like, this huge glass case in front of you. It kind of surrounds you. Hundreds of bats in there, and they have things that they're hanging from and all different sizes and types of bats. Hundreds of them flying around. No,
3: I think that... I, I th- think that
4: you'd re- it was the, one of the neatest things. Uh, they're, they're,
3: I, they're really cool, and they got the whole radar thing or the sonar or whatever that is that helps them, like, see stuff. And a lot of them are,
4: are, like, you know... Hanging upside down. All hanging upside down, or all, some of them are stretched out with their, you know, you can see all their wingspan.
3: Did I ever tell you that story about the bat that Laura and I found downtown? Yes, you did. That was a heartwarming story. <laughs> we found a bat, an injured bat downtown. No, it was like we, we went downtown and it was like we saw this thing sitting on the sidewalk. And I guess maybe in, in retrospect it was might have been sick or something, but I think it had an injured wing. It was a bat with an injured wing. That should be like, are so neat. that'll be the new that'll be the new uh, that'll be the new album from like uh, you know Cradle of Filth. I'm a bat with a broken wing. Um, but we found a bat and it was sort of like walking. It was so it, it was adorable. It was a bat sort of like walking along. One flying because I think he had a, a bum wing, but he was just sort of walking along. Guess I'm going to have to walk. Just walking his way down the sidewalk, and we were like, what is that thing? And we looked at it, it's a bat. And clearly he had a, a wing that had gone bad. And so my wife and I are sitting there, and we're sort of looking at it, like, well, what do we do? And as we're sitting there, this uh, two sort of goth-looking girls, up, of course, fantastically enough, walk up. And they said, what's that? We go, it's a bat. And the girls, that's, you know, that's so great. And they must have been like maybe 16. And it turns out they were a couple. And so we had this conversation for a second about what are we going to do with this injured bat? And one of the girls immediately says, we'll take him home and we'll, you know, we'll nurse him back to health. We love bats. And so they picked it up and the one girl like puts it in her hand and starts petting it and like talking to it and then we sort of said it... smile <laughs> and then we and then we sort of said our goodbyes and they walked off and it was like this cute gothic lesbian couple walking off petting a bat i mean it was like i wish i had filmed it it was the greatest portland moment ever so it was all great things put together into one story that and it, it was really adorable and it's right. a happy ending here's Jim riley
5: well the man has uh, blown his legs off at an explosion in criswell so I, I, I guess we have to go back to the past
3: on this one. Wait. Oh, I don't know that I have. I think I may have lost the Criswell no. sounder. I don't think I have the Criswell sounder anymore. Damn it. All right. Well, I'll, let you, I'll look for it while you read Tim. So this is from uh, Criswell, Oregon. An
5: explosion of large caliber munitions severed a Criswell man's legs. Uh, it isn't clear what 49-year-old Vernal Miller Sr. was doing with the weaponry in the back room of his girlfriend's trailer. So let's revisit this. 49-year-old Vernal Miller Sr. is playing around with weaponry in the back room of his girlfriend's trailer. We have 41-year-old Chris Oldham in another room when the munitions exploded. She wasn't hurt. Officers searched the trailer and found some uh, things to investigate, but he said it isn't a large catch of arms. So once again, severed legs in the trailer. Where? Yeah.
3: Criswell. We need to understand this trailer, because that is where you are going to live the rest of your lives. That's the end of the story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just took me forever to find the sounder. Here's Tim Riley. Oh, by the way, somebody says that caller's a nitwit. So you, he's mixing at the park blocks in Waterfront Park, which is full of Cinco de Mayo tents, not Rose Festival tents.
5: See, so you can't depend on what people
3: say. No, because the not. Rose Festival is until, like, June, I think. So, But, yeah, Cinco de Mayo stuff. That's what that's all about. Here, mm-hmm. Here's Tim Riley.
5: Three Forest Grove teenagers listened as dozens of their victims, several elderly and those living alone, spoke at their sentencing hearing describing the terror as the three threw rocks and soda cans through windows of at least 11 homes last month. One woman told her a large landscaping brick landed in the middle of her 11-year-old daughter's bed. She escaped serious injury only because she happened to be sleeping with her mother that night. 18-year-old Devin Scott Cornett admitted to consuming two shots of rum and four cans of beer before the trio decided to go on a crime spree. Uh, Cornett is sentenced to one year in county jail, five years probation, on 11 counts of recklessly endangering another, and 11 counts of criminal mischief. 19-year-old Tyler Charles Seidenstreicher pled guilty to similar charges. He gets 13 months in prison. He was already on probation, and the third man, Robert Needham, who turned 18 just last week, pled guilty in juvie court, and will be sentenced to five years probation. They have to play, pay uh, $19,000 in damages. So they're after a good start in Forest Grove.
3: Uh, let's see. Hi, here on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hello. Hey,
10: how you doing? Great
3: show today. Hey, uh, can you speak up Hello. a little bit, sir?
10: Yeah, sure. All right, I'm there you afraid go. of talking too loud into the phone, and then it starts buzzing or something.
3: No, no, no. When in doubt, just scream, sir.
10: Yes, very good. All right. Uh, yeah, the 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 mask. I uh, I uh, I call the, talk about the mask, and I'm afraid I just keep seeing those two drive time DJs in the morning show on the billboard with the Batman mask.
4: Totally. That's exactly right. Oh,
3: those guys, those guys, the, uh, the The guy, yeah, you can tell that they're sort of wacky because they have zany masks that have been drawn on. That's how you know that they're out of, that's because anything goes on that show. So I'm just just saying, you
11: know, avoid avoid photographs with the mask or or whatever.
3: uh, It does make me look like some sort of, uh, like some sort of like slightly effeminate Avenger, really. You know, (laughs) because it is like this sort of, it is like this aquamarine color. I all did right. love. I did love the bat story, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it was. It really no. The, just the notion. That it was everything. It was all good things at once. It was like there's Down- a little goodness in everyone. <laughs> Down, <laughs> downtown Portland and a bat, and the bat wasn't severely injured, he just couldn't... Like, the one wing didn't really work. He was just sort of walking along. And that it was a gothic lesbian couple who decided to take him home and nurse him back to health. I mean, it was...
10: that with his hands in his pockets, just sort of sauntering up the
3: sidewalk. Yeah, it was like some Edward Gorey comic (laughs) strip come to life. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and he was sort of like, well, what can you do? It's a living. Uh, By the way, uh, as we go into a break here, I have the greatest thing. So I was having lunch yesterday. I won't say where, but I was having lunch, and did you ever... uh, well, let's just say, of course you do. You listen in on people's cell phone conversations if you can. How so, can you help not? Well, that's the thing. It's like, and you, it, 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 it's just what you do. How can you not do it? So I'm sitting there and I'm eating my sandwich. And there's a woman on a cell phone about 20 feet from me. And I couldn't figure out why she didn't go outside for this conversation. But I guess uh, in retrospect, it was sort of raining and hailing at one point, actually. Oh. Freaking hail again yesterday. Four o'clock. Um, in any event, it, so I'm sitting there, and this—I actually took out my BlackBerry and sort of surreptitiously wrote down. I was transcribing parts of her conversation. That's so
4: funny. I was doing that the other day when I was overhearing a first date. Really? Uh huh. Did you oh,
3: did you uh, did you listen that. in or write it down?
4: No, I um I texted myself a couple notes about it because I was yeah I was actually out at a happy hour and I could see like the guy was waiting and the girl here. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I'm Melissa. Nice to meet you. Oh, I totally heard. And those. it's so it's a, yeah. like we actually fi- had already finished our food, but we stayed like 20 minutes just to, and we were pretending to talk the entire time like we would sit there and have these nine conversations just so we could listen to Do them
3: people have blind dates anymore i mean and it look, seems not like it. not from the internet i mean where you're set up by a friend like what richie does richie richie only wishes yesterday had been a blind date um but i mean i'm talking about like a blind date where you don't where somebody else sets it up you got to meet my friend uh terry she's really great and terry this is you know terry you got to meet I my friend jerome so. Yeah, uh, I and
4: mean, people have tried to do that with, like, with me.
3: I suppose yeah, they set you up. Yeah, but you know, don't you when you hear that kind of conversation now, don't you assume it's an internet thing where mm-hmm. they met in a chat room or something?
4: Yeah, things like oh, I met him
5: on Match.com.
3: Ugh. boy, Lara has a has a friend who's doing the Match.com, and uh boy, that's just. Uh... I guess
5: there's another one for people who who are not uh, accepted into match.com. Wouldn't you like to sign up How for that?
4: How sad is that? Huh? That's just mean. Match.com doesn't, doesn't take everybody. That they don't oh.
3: give you the uh, they don't give the uh, option to those with San Francisco values apparently. No uh, way. Yes. So, but match.com I I believe as a Is it match.com or is it eharmony? Oh no, you're right. It's eharmony. I think it's eharmony. eHarmony. Match.com accepts everybody. Eharmony apparently Apparently there's 29 levels of compatibility. But only for some. So apparently others have to go elsewhere on eHarmony. Um, but good uh, because
4: Match.com is a, an. Match.com advertiser. is
3: a proud advertiser. No, no, no. Match.com yeah. is an all-inclusive uh, dating service. I'm just saying it's stressful.
4: eHarmony has that creepy old guy, right? And it has that this will be music in the background and I'm, has people making out.
3: He's the doctor. Not Dr. Dean Adele, whatever his name is, and he goes, 29 levels of compatibility. You sound like Scotty J. Uh, but, uh, and I'm and you tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
4: huh? Are you early like Casey Kasem? He's, like Doing a great, between. Rick. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> Those lot of tickets will pay out any day. e
3: harmony eHarmony, uh, they are, uh, I think in the dictionary sense of the word, e harmony does, uh, they do discriminate. Uh, so, about who can use them, but Match.com. Laura has a friend who's using that, and I mean, you know, and I guess it's a a great service. I mean, if you are looking for somebody, the Internet really is, I think, probably the best way to do that now because there's just – because otherwise you have to go to some bar, you know, or, like, you're trying to, like – because where do you even meet people now? Like, I mean, the people – you know, church attendance is down. You can't date people you work with. There's really nowhere left, but it's a special brand of stress every time this person sees a new guy – see somebody who is interested in her.
4: She's like, oh my God, he's the love of my life. I've been looking for him and we've only been gone out like you know, like one date.
3: Or there's that thing on match.com where somebody can I think wink at you, which is sort of where they don't send you an email, but they sort of like they were interested, like they, they liked what they saw or whatever. Anyway, so blind dates, but when you hear that conversation in public where it's a lot of, um, I'm John. Oh hi. Uh I'm um I'm Alyssa. And you just know that that was like that. That's where that started. Anyway, so I overheard this phone conversation yesterday while I was at lunch, and this woman said, "This is what she was saying into the phone." I'm quoting now. I took out my BlackBerry and wrote this down word for word. This is what she said. She said, "Did you use my computer?" My God! If it's on my computer, <laughs> and that's all I heard. And then I was like, "But but I'm like, come on, what?" If what's on your computer? And, of course, I'm sitting there eating a sandwich, pretending to read my Dexter novel, typing on my BlackBerry with one hand, looking over to her, and she's doing that thing of, like, turning away from everybody and, like, kind of speaking into her. Mm-hmm. If, but did you do it on my computer? Oh, my God. If it's on my computer, I don't Oh, that and, sucks! And then, and then, what shocked even more is when she got up and walked away. Uh, and I just, and I, 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 was trying to figure out a way to follow so her. I her. was totally going to try to find a way to trail after her to get the rest of the conversation. So, anyway, all right, let's do one more, and then we'll take a break. Tim Riley, Barbara Walters is disclosing
5: a past affair with a married U.S. Senator Edward Brooke, who, by the way, was the first African American senator. This happened in the 1970s. He was a moderate Republican from the People's Republic of Massachusetts. Uh, at the time, the twice divorced Walters was a rising star for TV News, co host of NBC's Today Show. Uh, Brooke later divorced and has since remarried. Uh, so uh, she tells Oprah Winfrey that she was in love. I was certainly, I don't know, and I was certainly infatuated. Infatuated? Yes, I was certainly involved. He was exciting. He was brilliant. It was exciting times in Washington. During the program, Walters chokes up while describing the struggles of her older sister, Jackie, who was mentally retarded. Uh she confesses that as a child sometimes she was embarrassed.
3: Uh, let's see. So uh I guess your last husband
5: I'm not familiar
3: who she's married to now. Is Barbara Walters currently married? How old is Barbara Walters now? Nobody knows. Well, let me look up I'm going to I'm going to look up her Wikipedia. Well, her face right. is from the early 70s. <laughs> uh it's spray on flesh. <laughs> hey, by the way, somebody sent me an email they said there is spray on flesh. Good, we'll have to get some. Uh apparently they use it for um uh, they use it for small injuries. You Spray it on. Done. Yeah. Skin. Does it come off? It's called New Skin, which I think is not to be confused with the cosmetics company of the same name. And you or N E W. Uh N. E. W. I do believe it is actually a product called New Skin, and it is a spray on. And uh they said strangely enough, uh they said that sometimes um people will use it if they are if they are training on a repetitive task which uh causes skin this guy um this guy says that um, G Gordon Liddy, which I believe said G Gordon Liddy told a story about training on a pistol range and actually firing his gun so frequently that it wore the skin away on the inside of his finger Mm -hmm. until he found a product called New Skin, which you sprayed on and and put a new layer of pseudo skin on injuries. So there you go. Um, I don't think that's going to work on my face, though. Let's just be clear about that. Barbara, how old would you guess she is, according to Wikipedia, Tim? Early 70s. 78. Oh, she's older than I thought. 78. But Barbara Walters is another one of those uh, women where I, I wonder if she was really hot in her day. I'm sure she was. I mean, she must have been, because, I mean, simply, uh, let's just be honest, in in America, especially uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, I I think if she had just been like a mud fence, there's no way that they would have hired her. She wouldn't have been put on television. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody can really get on television if you're hideous. So, well, okay, now I have to go go find some... uh, Who is she married to? Let's see. This is the best section of any Wikipedia entry. Personal life. Walter's been married three times. Um... She said uh, she was married to Robert Henry Katz, a business executive and former Navy lieutenant. Uh, she was married to Lee Goober, theatrical producer Goober. <laughs> theatrical producer and theater owner. And Merv Adelson, the CEO of Lorimar Television. So uh, there you go. But she's divorced. She's currently single. So uh, gentlemen, step up. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. Come back after this. More from Tim Riley around the corner. Stay there. It's The Rick Emerson Show. People walking Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. It's 503-733-2970. This email says, Rick, I'd love to cut your hair and shave you. I have really sharp scissors. Thanks so much. Uh, what else? Rick, did you notice that Tony in Seattle, uh, Seattle wanted you guys to stop bashing Vancouver because it really isn't that bad of a place? But then he said... I don't want to rent because I don't want to rent to the type of people that rent in Vancouver. Make up your mind about Vancouver, Tony in Seattle. Well noted, sir. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, here's the other thing. Season 2 of Dexter apparently doesn't even come out till August. So I think that guy uh, was misinformed or he was confusing it. It is the CBS uh, Season 2 he's talking about. Dexter Season 2 comes out on DVD in August. And then Season 3 apparently launches on Showtime uh, in September. Here's Tim Riley.
5: So let's take a look at this. Uh, the latest Paula Abdul spin... She has acknowledged what many viewers have long suspected: the show's judges see portions of the dress rehearsal for the show and use that to help formulate their comments with the evening's live performance.
3: That's what we're told. So the and somebody else was. I mean, there was some speculation yesterday that the deal with Paula Abdul, who if you didn't hear the clip, she she said, "Well, your first song was good, but your second song left me feeling blah 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 blah." And there had been no second song. She was refusing that it hadn't happened. And immediately there was a lot of theory of, well, did she give away the fact that it really is scripted? Did she give away the fact that the show is not live, even though they claimed that it is live?
5: She reveals she has seen part of the dress rehearsal, which takes place two hours before the live
3: broadcast, and mixed up the rehearsal and the live performances. Mm, it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, you know, Rob uh, Spiewak on the Michael Mara show was noting that it, it, it obviously... That, that does sort of make sense that she would make that mistake on the fly, because I think by law... If they if they say the show is live, it has to be live, uh, or they have to do the previously recorded thing. I think if you advertise, especially a show like that during which there's audience voting, if you say it's live, legally it must be live. So there would have been no chance to fix that in post. So maybe if she saw the dress rehearsal and then was, I don't know, not thinking clearly for some reason, folded that into her comments, they wouldn't have been able to take it out. That does make some kind of sense.
5: So anyway, in a March 2007 article published in a British newspaper, it reported that judges Simon Cowell and Randy Jackson watched the television feeds of the dress rehearsal to give themselves an idea of what comments they'll have to make when the show goes live.
3: Yeah, no, I could tell. that. See makes that makes sense. All right, no, that, that that does make some sort of sense. By the way, I wonder, and I don't really care because I don't watch American Idol, uh, but I, I do wonder how long it's going to be before somebody just puts her in a basket and takes her into rehab somewhere. Because I don't even—they're th- I... like, running
4: out of excuses.
3: And and while it's amusing to us and I think maybe to certain segments of the public to see her slowly just go crazy on the program, I know they do market that show very much as being family entertainment. Yeah. I mean it's uh, you know it's for the breadbasket of America. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know and so either she's crazy or in the opinion of some uh, high as a kite on something mm-hmm. and you know mom and pop kettle don't want to see that. Right. Well usually uh, ladies
5: aren't are hauled away until they show their vaginas at gas stations these days.
3: Well, would you say that's true? Well, then, Tim, let's just keep our fingers crossed.
5: <laughs> well, uh, the Apple people say they'll begin selling movie downloads on its iTunes service the same day as the titles are released in DVD form. Titles that will be available this week include Juno, American Gangster, and I Legend. iTunes will offer new releases and catalog titles from studios such as 20th Century Fox, Walt Disney, uh, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Universal. Sony Pictures, well, that doesn't leave very many that it doesn't offer, does it?
3: No, and I will say this. Um, I was obligated, I had no choice but to download the new version of the iTunes player the other day. Oh, how do you like it? well... I had no choice but to download it. Let's put it that way. Um, I like it as much as one can like a large, clunky, cumbersome program that is filled with bloatware and takes over everything on my machine. Not that Windows doesn't do that with everything, because it does. I just sort of expect better from Apple. But I was I was obligated to update my iTunes player because I wanted to get the new Wednesday 13 EP, and the only place you could get it was an iTunes, blah, 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 blah. But I did note this. iTunes, Apple is clearly aware of some of the... This is the difference between Apple and Microsoft, is that Microsoft just never learns from their mistakes, Microsoft takes forever to update things, and when they do, it's not really any better. And if anything, it's worse in many cases. Apple, though, does recognize when their products have a sort of failing or a flaw, and they do work to correct it. If you uh, purchase an album on iTunes now, because iTunes is that weird M4P proprietary format, there is now a function on the new iTunes player that will let you convert things from the iTunes store into a regular MP3, which means you can play it on something that's not an iPod. Because, because in the past, if you bought something at the iTunes Store but you didn't have an iPod, and I don't, um, I have a Creative, you have to buy it from the from the iTunes Store, burn it to a CD, and then re-rip it into your player. Now you don't have to do that. You can actually convert things straight into an MP3 onto your player. So I do I do thank Steve Jobs for making that little concession to me.
5: Well, police in Tarpon Springs, Florida, say the apparent suicide of the DC madam has well has been held. The detectives were called to a trailer where the DC mom was staying with her mama. The body was found in a storage shed outside the trailer. Trailer? I barely knew her. And two weeks ago, a palfrey was convicted on federal charges of racketeering, money laundering, two counts of improperly using the U.S. mail. So, that's that for her. So much of the DC mom, she, she came back where she came from. A Florida trailer park. The three main presidential candidates are arguing about how to help Americans deal with the rising cost of gasoline. The answer is nothing can really be done. Nope. Uh, Barack Obama says, uh, say, if, if you want to throw off a couple of taxes, well, that's not going to help anybody anyway. So why bother? What that would do is save the average driver 30
3: cents a day and would save you a total of about $28 for the entire year.
5: That's wonderful. Hillary Clinton admits the plan is unlikely to happen this summer.
4: If we're not successful because of President Bush's opposition or the Republicans not going along with it, well, we're going to try and we're going to start building the political will to take on the oil companies when I'm president.
3: Uh Uh, She was on the O'Reilly Factor last night. I think
4: it's offensive and outrageous and, uh, you know, I'm going to express my opinion. Others can express theirs.
3: Oh, I forgot that was last night. I yeah. totally spaced it. Did you watch it by chance? No, I never watch Fox. I don't know where it is. You don't watch the Fox News Channel? Yes, the Fox News Channel. Fox 12 featuring their news I watch 10. it religiously. Watch it every night. As a matter you
5: know. of fact, I watch it uh, in the newsroom at 4 every afternoon because <laughs> it is the first newscast in the city. Why, it's live and local and live local and, uh...
7: And local and live, Tim. Is it local?
5: It's, it's first and breaking. And live. live. And they cover stories that you want to see only on Fox 12. It's the afternoon's biggest stories. Did we
3: mention they're local?
10: I don't
5: know.
3: And live, first, live, local, in the afternoon, the 4 o'clock news on Fox 12 Oregon. I couldn't be more true, Tim. Uh, So I did not watch The O'Reilly Factor last night, although I... And I don't know that I could have made it through, even if I'd remembered and I didn't, because there was a big... Because the deal is that Obama won't go on the Fox News Network, and he won't go on The O'Reilly Factor. And so it was a little bit of a story that Hillary Clinton agreed to go on. And... Uh, part of me was like, "Well, I should watch that," and I think I think the lower, but like my in the the, the reptile part of my brain sort of took over at the last moment and just it kept me from remembering it because I don't know how much of it I could have made it through anyway. But it, it couldn't it didn't seem like it could have been that exceptional. I mean, it really, the only thing we've got is we're talking about the gas tax. Yeah, so, yeah, and nothing can be done. There's going to be no, uh, there's no solution, there's no cure. Nothing is going to get better uh, with the gas problem. The oil crisis will remain uh, until we finally just uh, get the stones to either go. Uh, deal with that part of the world the way that it really sorely needs to be dealt with, uh, or or just decide to, you know, get one of our listeners in a garage working on some alternate means of Mm -hmm. uh, fuel creation. So, for the love of Christ, here's Tim Riley. And
5: how dare the U.N. criticize the U.S. for holding 500 children in custody in Iraq? Uh, The special representative says uh, the U.S. needs to do more about these uh, kids that they're holding in custody. The children um, are not allowed to have outside legal counsel. They're given some military advisors. There have been some steps that have moved forward with regard to family visits, education, and recreation. No, they're dangerous. If they don't want to play Little League, then they should be in prison. Either they act like Americans or we'll keep them in jail. Uh, the U.S. networks are remaining quiet on the New York Times' accusation at all these uh, media specialists. Apparently they're, they're uh, getting all the things they're supposed to say from the Pentagon, and they're being brainwashed. And they're also on the payroll of some of these uh, the military-industrial complex people, so who knows. Uh, let's talk about the pixie dust from a pig's bladder regrowing a man's finger. Sure. Yes, with the help of an experimental powder, a man's severed finger has regrown to its original length in just four weeks. Lee Spavak of Cincinnati, sliced almost half an inch off the top of one of his fingers, described the powder powder as pixie dust. The pixie dust is actually a cellular matrix bursting with chemicals. It is made from... Bursting with chemicals. Dried pig's bladders. I don't understand. Well, it's made from dried pig's bladders. Why are
4: they calling it pixie dust?
5: And why is it bursting with chemicals? I don't know. Is that like bursting with retin? The dust was designed to regenerate damaged ligaments in horses. Does that explain it? Sure. Whatever. It uh, gives skin a strength and uh, elasticity. It is thought that the dust kickstarts the body's natural healing process by sending out signals to mobilize the body's own cells and repairing the damaged tissue. Is this a story from
3: Pravda? No, it's from Fox News. Oh. Not to be confused the with Fox, Fox News 12. Channel. This is from the Fox News channel. Right. Not our friends at Fox 12. Whom we love. Yes. Uh huh. Pixie this... dust. Mm uh-huh. hmm. Yeah.
5: So, uh, the next time you lose a finger or anything, why not try some pig's bladder pixie dust? Use only as directed. Okay. Hey, did I tell
3: you about Kristen Bowie's ankle? Did I tell you guys it was the story broken in thing? several places? Broken in three places, dislocated. So, did you ever find out what happened? She was, uh, she was stepping on a, uh, a wet tile. Eh, stepped on some wet tile, and just, oh, man. By the way, speaking of, of that, apparently Court and Fat Boy already spilled the story last night, so there's no shame in me telling it. So you missed me falling down the stairs here yesterday. Yes. <laughs> oh, that no. That
4: sucks. I didn't see I mean, no.
3: <laughs>
4: did anyone get it on video?
3: No. How, how did you, you bet? the stairs? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know that you would ask the same thing if I, I, I fell would. down the stairs. I
3: would. And, in fact, I told And Fat you know what, that what? You're yesterday. here in
4: one piece, and there's nothing wrong with you, so I am allowed to laugh. Was that awful
3: no. well, giving the client a to tour? They, <laughs> I told <laughs> I told Fat Boy yesterday, actually, because he witnessed it. I'm like, I'm like, if only you gotten it on film. Uh, it, it, I'll have to sort of describe how it happened. Um, I've fallen down the stairs before. These stairs, the stairs leading from leading from the upstairs, as though the stairs were becoming from, be coming line, from an alternate You didn't fall from the top, did you? No. Um, <laughs> it's the, so dark in that hall. These like stairs that come from like down, like up by my office. No, the ones that
5: lead to Dave Zinn's area. Oh, I've never fallen down those stairs. Yeah, never wear your bifocals walking down those stairs. You
3: will fall. Done and done, Zinn. Oh, the,
4: the ones in the front? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have They're almost steep. fallen down those. They're
3: like from the 70s, designed to kill people. <laughs> this whole building is from uh, the 70s. This building is designed sort of badly. Like that big rock that you would see on a strip mall back in those days. Um, hey, can I, here's a question. You see a lot of that in Cresham. Uh, let me ask you this question about this building before I get back to me falling down the stairs. Don't let me forget that, Sarah. Oh, I sure won't, Rick. Um, that elevator in the lobby... Did you notice that elevator in the lobby says first, second, and third floors? What is the third floor? Oh, we
4: well, must find out during the break.
3: Maybe I mean, that's the floor we're not supposed to talk about. There's only, no, that was next door. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we were at the Fisher building next door, there was a third floor we were never supposed to go to or ask about. Uh, that elevator has buttons and a little light thing at the top, you know, the little numbers at the top, one, two, and three. To my knowledge, there are only two floors in this building. Hmm. I don't think there's a third floor, unless unless upstairs where my office is, is the third floor. In which case, I don't know where the first floor is. So that's kind of weird, actually. And and it's not like it's a one-size-fits-all elevator and those numbers are just slapped there. I mean, you know, clearly when they built this building, they say, how many numbers do you want it to show? One or ten? And they said, three. So there is a third floor somewhere. I just don't know. Like, I've never been to it. Where it. I don't think anybody's been well, to Well, we're
4: going to have to find it during the break.
3: Yes. Anyway, so I was up at my office, and as anybody will tell you, stairs kind of bug me. They, uh, stairs are—they uh, make me impatient. They do. They either go up or down. Am I being mocked? No, I'm just listening. Uh-huh. So, but, but I find stairs to be really slow, and I'm I'm a guy who likes to get from point A to point B on KCMD Portland uh, as fast as possible. And so Susan, you know, Fat Boy, Court, Lacey Turner, anybody can tell you that I go down those stairs at a lightning fast speed all the time. I just, I don't take stairs. I take them like three at a time, 50 times a day. So it was bound to happen eventually because walking up and down stairs is just the most tedious thing in the whole world to me. I know that's a tiny thing to get frustrated about, but I, it, it, it's like, I just, I just,
4: you run down the stairs. I do. Too.
3: You fly. I bolt down the stairs. And so normally it works out fairly well. Um, last night, it and was, it was just as I was getting ready to go home, too, just as I was leaving. And to sort of set the stage, the stairs that lead from my office to down on this floor where we work, um, how do I put it? It's it's sort of like if you're sitting in court and Fat Boy's office and you look out their door, all you can really see are the bottom couple steps where the stairs sort of come out onto this floor. You can't see someone coming down the stairs because there's a wall there. You can really only see them once they get to the bottom couple steps. So the rest of the stairway is hidden from view. So I can only imagine what it sounded like and then looked like because here's me. And the problem is I put my, I have a shoulder bag that I carry with all my crap. So I throw my bag over my shoulder, you know, all right, I can't wait to go home. I'm done with work. The end of a perfect day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, What could, nothing can happen now to spoil this perfect experience at CBS. I'm bolting down the stairs, and as I'm doing it, I think that the bag was sort of swinging with my body motion. And at one point, the bag went up in the air, came down, and hit me sort of on the hip as I was running, and it knocked me off balance as I was sort of in mid-air between steps. What was in the bag that weighed you know, so much? like 50 pounds of crap, because I never throw anything away. Uh, and so the bag threw me off balance, basically. And if you've ever ridden a bicycle with a bag that is not meant to be on a bicycle... Mm-hmm. Uh, where it shifts from side to side, it'll totally throw you off balance. Oh,
4: absolutely! So the... Like if you had to swing by the store and you have to have a bag in one hand. Mm-hmm. Like if I go to Safeway and then I'm trying to maneuver and it's
3: swinging around. Totally, it's like a big pendulum. Uh-huh. So I'm going down the stairs. The bag throws me off balance, and 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 before I know it, I'm just going ah! Oh! And I just, and I don't even stumble. It's not even like I was able to regain my balance. I just went perfectly sideways. I mean, I went like horizontal. Uh, as though I were lying down on a craftmatic mattress. But there was no mattress. Just horizontal, zzz, bam, right down onto the landing. It, per, like, literally five feet away from Fatboy, who wow. had heard the sort of stumbling, and as he described it later, he looked over, and it's like I was being ejected like a snack out of a vending machine. I just, he's he heard a stumbling, and he looked over at the stairs, and I just appeared. He just popped out. Bam, onto the floor. And he just And there was no pretense of not laughing. Him and Courtney, they just lost it, uh, of course. And mm-hmm. and what am I going to do? What? You know, it's like, what can you do? <laughs> There's no recovery. I just kind of went. Hi. You know, and I just sort of sort st- of kind of lim- limped out of the building. So I guess he couldn't wait to get on the air. Last night to uh, to uh, to tell everybody about that, but I and I That's did. Awesome. That's good publicity. Oh, I show. did, and I I did say if only you'd been filming it, because it was. I have to say this in terms of falling, it was a perfect fall. I mean, comedically speaking. It was just, it couldn't have been more fun. And perfect. you didn't hurt yourself. I didn't hurt myself. So
4: klutzy idiots, like, you fall down half a flight of stairs and you're fine. Kristen Bowie accidentally slips on the tile and she gets seven bolts in her leg. I,
3: I don't know if she was, if it was, like, a, you know, in the bath or if it was outdoors. I don't know if it was at home or out somewhere, but but she stepped, as she said, on wet tile. Ah. She, she, her foot turns underneath itself. Um, You know, so it's like an L shape. And that dislocated her foot from her ankle. Or from her, oh, her, 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 come on. You know, her leg and her foot dis- dislocated at the ankle. She dislocated her foot? Yeah, at the ankle. It dislocated. But then, of course, and as somebody pointed out, when you dislocate something, usually it's like your shoulder. Not, you know, sort of like a, you know, not, not like a weight-bearing part of your body. And so it dislocates. And, of course, what happens when your ankle dislocates? Suddenly you're a, and you fall and you go down. And and, so she then, she dislocates it and then just goes down on top of it uh, and cracks it in three places. So as she told me yesterday, she has eight screws and a plate in her ankle. uh, And uh, in her words, a bucket of oxycodone. So they gave her 100 oxycodone tablets. Uh, So she's like, I'm not going to be in the bar. So, you know, she's... uh, So she's in a a bad way. So, yeah, I got really lucky uh, because she just sort of twisted her ankle and it all went wrong. Oh. But uh, in any event. All right, here's Tim Riley the Ministry of Truth. Well, age jokes
5: about her husband didn't bother Cindy McCain. The wife of John McCain appeared on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno last night and said her husband might not be the youngest candidate, but he doesn't let his age slow him down.
8: This summer, he has planned quite a trip, and it's something that he's done before. Right. Uh, he is going to hike the Grand Canyon rim-to-rim rim with our two sons again. <laughs> wow. I don't go. It's too challenging for me. And...
3: He's too old. Do you suppose he goes, I'm weak. Really? Do you suppose, do you suppose John McCain hikes rim-to-rim rim pretty frequently? I don't know. I'm just saying I wonder if that's a thing that he enjoys. It might be. Here's Tim Riley. Well, Overland Park,
5: Kansas Police, looking for a burglar with a gunshot wound. A worker who was sleeping in the apartment above the Ratliff Guttering Company heard noises, so he grabbed his shotgun and went down to the garage. He found the door, smashed in, saw a man, so he fired.
11: I just was protecting
9: myself, you know, just in case, and trying to get them out of the shop, and they got out pretty quick.
5: He never planned to use it on a burglar, especially at his own place of business. One of
9: them things, you don't know what you're going to do until it happens.
3: Okay. This guy says, the RM Citizen. Wow, well, Tim, that's the last line of defense against the communists. Mm-hmm. Wow, I can't believe you have to look for the third floor. How hard could it be to find it, this emailer says. I mean, shouldn't it be straight up? Come on, I love your guys' show. Be smarter than this. Look for... But no, sir, but you don't understand. There are no there are no stairs that lead to a third floor. No. To the best of my knowledge. No. Has anybody ever seen stairs that go to a third floor? I have not. No. And here's the other thing. The squirrels find them, though. Where is that elevator shaft? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know where the elevator is down here, but I mean, I don't even see anywhere the elevator could go to because I think it's a flat-roofed building. I don't true. even know. The elevator must go into some other dimension or like it goes into space like Wonka's elevator. I don't... <gasps> that would be... I, I don't understand. There's a, there's a button that takes you to the fizzy lifting drink room. I don't understand where the elevator would even... Let's ask Dave in. I should have thought of that earlier. He knows everything. He really well, should does. Should we ask him, or should we just concoct an experiment ourselves? I don't know if we can. CBS Radio Portland. Hi, uh, this is Rick Emerson. Who, who's this? Annie. Hi, Annie. How are you doing today? I'm swell. How hey, are you? I'm dandy. Do you know where that uh, that the third floor on the elevator goes to?
8: Um, I don't. I don't think. You know what? Actually, the elevator guy here was here yesterday, and I don't think it goes anywhere. It's just a button, or it just has like a.
3: Why would there be a button? I ask, as though you know. Why would there be a button that says three when there is no three?
1: Um, they're trying to be tricksters. I don't
3: know. Well, job, mission accomplished, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Annie. Uh-huh, thanks. All right, there you go. All right, here's Tim Riley. That's an unsatisfying answer, by the way. We're going to go get in the elevator here in a Mm -hmm. second and press three. That'll be fun. All right. The
5: girls are dwindling on the American Idol. Last night's episode featured the elimination of another lady. Host Ryan Seacrest revealed which one of the ladies (laughs) would be heading home. (laughs) Whatever you do,
3: don't tell us. America has decided... (laughs) That the contestant leaving us tonight is oh, just say it. Yes. Ah! Who,
7: was, Who it? was
3: it? I don't
5: know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she was Brick White, a 24-year-old from Mesa, uh-huh. Arizona. News and information. She used to work as a nanny for a California couple. Then Ryan Seacrest addresses the rumors about Paula Abdul's uh, little problem.
3: Last night, the judges were thrown a curveball on the air, which is just part of a live show. But it sparked a lot of gossip about Paula. And I read some of this online this morning. And just for the record, the rumors, they're not true. She's part of our family, and we love her. Oh, God. So, with the rumor she's unloved and not part of the family? <laughs> I was just going to say, it's funny that he doesn't say... <laughs> he doesn't address the rumors of her being stoned out of her gourd mm. on something or drunk. Um, so, she is loved and is part of the family. But still high, apparently, right. in the opinion of some. some. Some people, Tim, believe that Paula Abdul is high. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson program. Hey.
10: Hey. You want, are you ready to be outraged?
3: No. No, I, not really.
2: I have a story for you. Oh no! For, uh, it's a short story.
3: How? Let uh, me ask you this: on a scale of one to ten, how entertaining do you believe the story to be? Well, outrageously, it's a ten. Is this outrageous? Like, uh, like uh, it was? A, the, oh, just hold on a second. Wait, not is not, this not, is this outrageous? Like a guy with a raccoon uh, no, in no, his pants? No, 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 no. Hold on! No, I'm going no. give you. I'm going to give you several choices, sir. Oh. Is this outrageous? Like a man with a raccoon in his pants? Is it outrageous like uh, it's one of those, here's a ripoff consumers need to be aware of, or is that outrageous like it's a, like it's a thing that you and three of your buddies uh, did with a hooker in spring break? Well, okay. That's the Good. sort of but I, nope. but I, but I appreciate the effort, so We're gonna, we're gonna probably move on at this point from that.
5: Do
10: you want to know why your oil prices
5: not, are so no. low? No, God.
7: No. <laughs>
10: Listen to we you. Like oil prices,
5: I Thank hate you. that. Thank you so much. You know, I want to them to continually
3: rise. Thank
4: Let's you. just get angrier, you know. Thank yeah. you,
3: Patrick, because it does a lot of good. Because
4: it'll really make a difference. Let yeah. me
3: just say, Patrick, I don't mean any personal offense, but it sounds like a call that we're probably not going to take at this point. So I. We value your listenership. I don't want you to yes. think otherwise, but we're probably not going to take that call at this point. Especially because getting like, mad doesn't do a damn of good. And can we also say that here's – this is one of those moments that I then get emails about where people say that I'm being a jerk or being mean to the callers. You're Some, never mean. Somebody, Well, I'm often mean. But somebody sent me one the other day about you were mean to the uh, caller, and it was another caller like this one – I don't mean to pick on the caller – who was – Like, specifically urging violence against someone. And that's just, let this be a rule of thumb. Be it President, Pope, or some guy down the street, don't call up and say that what really needs to happen, Rick, is, insert specific person, needs to be shot. Don't do that, please. Because if you do it, then I have to, and I don't mean to be condescending, I'm just saying some people aren't aware of this. Because we do an outrageous radio program. And it's, that's the sort of thing that we then have to dump, and then it just becomes awkward for everybody. So that being said, I appreciate you listening, but uh, we're just gonna not going to take that call. I'm on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
0: Hey, I've got a reference for you and a 2% joke. All right. Okay. For your third floor, do you suppose it's like in Bean John Malkovich, where uh, you just have to hit the emergency stop between the first and second floor, pry the door open with with a crowbar and the little half floor in between.
3: Boy, how great is that movie? And let's just all acknowledge for a moment, can I tell you that I've only seen uh, Being John Malkovich twice, and I kind of am glad, because I want to give it a while and then see it again with new eyes, because it's so good, I don't want to burn out on it. Agreed. It is, it's, it's a work of absolute brilliance, it really is, and... Just the, the the layers and the the, the, the the levels in which being John Malkovich is a perfect film. And doesn't it astound you that they agreed to make that movie? Can you imagine being in the pitch session where they were trying to, like, float? And, no, 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 you go in, into this little panel, and then you get to be John Malkovich for nine minutes or whatever it is. I mean, it's just insane. And the best moment of that movie for me is the moment when, of course, when Malkovich goes in and sees all of his own, everybody looks like him, and it, I have seen what no man should see. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, what else do you uh, have, sir?
0: The other thing is, uh, oh, by the way, do you kind of wonder if they just had Bean Blank and they just kind of pitched the idea to a couple guys? They, do you think they actually had it written as John Malkovich?
3: They have actually said it was written as being John Malkovich. He was always the first choice, the studio, because they didn't believe that John Malkovich was a bankable star, because they're fools. And the studio, of course, you know, they they don't. Let's all just say the thing about comedy is, I say as though I'm Steve Allen. The thing about comedy is that certain things are just funny. And if you don't understand why they're funny, it can't be explained. You just have to know. And so being John Malkovich is funny. Being George Clooney, not funny. It's just for no... No. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Being George Clooney isn't funny. Being John Malkovich, that's hilarious.
0: Has to be somebody you recognize but who still seems kind of anonymous.
3: Yeah, and the studio didn't get it. They're like, well, what about being Tom Cruise? And they were just like, you know, we don't... And they, at one point... The poor screenwriters had to sort of start writing up alternate versions of the script in which it was like, you know, being Keanu Reeves or something. Uh, and finally, though, the studio came to their senses and they got Malkovich to do it.
0: There you go. Yeah. Oh, and uh, my other theory for your third floor. Yeah. There is no third floor. There is no Miss Zards.
4: <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Are we going to go on a third floor
3: adventure now? Rep- what? Are we going to go on a third floor uh, adventure? I think in the next break we should go to, we should all go to the elevator together. That would be fun. Uh, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, is this me? Yes, it is, sir.
6: Oh, I was wondering if maybe
10: you just got a a used elevator. Like, it wasn't a building that had a third floor, and they just gave you a used elevator, and now it only has two floors. Well,
3: I could almost see that, except it's it's not just the buttons in the elevator, though. It's that little light-up strip at the top of the elevator when you're waiting for it that says what floor the elevator is currently on. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, well,
2: maybe
11: that's a secret uh, CBS floor that you're not supposed to go to.
3: Maybe. All right.
5: Thank <laughs> All right, you. Thanks. Maybe Bye. it was removed after the plague and it's no longer discussed.
3: What plague? The one they don't discuss. Well, I guess that would make sense. Mm-hmm.
5: Is that why we don't know anything about it?
3: That's correct. Uh-huh. Here's Tim Riley. Well,
5: incidents of kids in the U.S. fainting after being given shots at school are reported in large numbers. Many of the cases involve teenage girls. The Center for Disease Control says at least 463 kids fainted during an 18-month period while being vaccinated. Some of the victims hit their heads on the floor while fainting, and at least one had a car accident. But these kids are pretty
3: resilient, and they recovered quickly from it. By the way, who had the flu shot this year? Oh, not me! I get sick from the last one. No there. way! Uh yeah. uh uh-uh. Never again. Now did you say it was like the worst flu season ever. Uh, I
4: didn't get sick once throughout get sick the once. entire winter.
3: No. and I, didn't I took get...
4: the flu shot last year, and I got sick like three times. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I was steadily sick like the day after that. Yeah, they, I was reading an article about that this morning. That they said this year more people than ever got the flu shot, and then of course more people than ever got the mm-hmm. flu. So there you go. Yeah, the flu shot was like you, you know the botox at the workplace for a while until so people <laughs> caught on. <laughs> mm. Don't trust, don't trust the man, Tim. Mm-hmm. That's my advice to you. Don't never trust Whitey. Here's Tim Riley. Well. NBC's
5: comedy, The Office, is all new. On the upcoming episode, Stanley Hudson, played by Leslie David Baker, gets into a run-in with Dunder Mifflin boss Michael Scott, played by Steve Carroll. Hudson said the two will take their relationship to a whole new level. You get to see
6: a uh, different side of uh, Stanley and of Michael, and you get to see uh, more direct interaction between the two characters, which you really don't get to see as much
9: in previous episodes.
3: Uh, but The Office is, I would say The Office right now is the best show on television I don't watch. That's I'm going to watch
4: it tonight. I'm super excited. Laura
3: will be watching it with you. I will not. I will be in another room in the house uh, hiding from the awkwardness. Uh, although I keep waiting for them to do the inevitable Steve Carell, uh, uh, David Brent crossover. You know where Ricky Gervais comes onto the show at some point. Although they may be beyond that. I mean they, they may have, they've really come into their own so much that they may view that as a step backward. But I, wouldn't it be great to see David Brent and Steve Carell's character in the same, like, oh, having man. to interact somehow?
4: I just watched uh, The 40-Year-Old Virgin and, uh, again yesterday, yeah. and, like, just seeing... Because i power-watched all three seasons of The Office, and yeah. then seeing him in a different character, I'm like, God, that guy's genius.
3: He really is. He is pretty great. Although they're going to be doing, apparently, that horrible spin-off of The Office, which no one wants. No one in the audience... Let's be... No, let it, let, it, let it be, NBC be aware of this. No one is asking for a sequel series to The Office. It's a bad idea. It's one of those things that we can all tell is a bad idea, and NBC is not going to listen to us. They're going to do it anyway. So,
5: uh, This is star Leslie, David Baker, said he actually once worked in a real office.
9: I worked for the health department for a number of years and the Office of Cable Communication in Chicago and the Board of Education and some other different
0: companies and human resources.
3: Well, okay. Well, that's great. By the way, uh, somebody says here, you know what's being held on that third floor? Tim's secret family.
5: Well, listen up, all you Facebook kids. <laughs> a loophole on the site Facebook could allow identity thieves to access the personal data that belongs to only you. Don't
3: we have the story about Facebook every
5: six
4: Does months? I have to delete my account again?
5: Yes, by simply downloading an application, users enable its creator to view sensitive information, even if they think they're protected by a privacy setting which claims to hide them. Details <laughs> the such as your date of birth, address, contact numbers for the user, all that and all their friends can be
3: seen by the creators and potentially... Be stolen. Well, now wait. I thought you got rid of your Facebook account. I Please did. Please tell me you set up another one.
4: No, no, it's the, they keep it. They it's the same oh, one. Oh, you
3: can't delete it. N-
4: well, you can, but you have to physically go through and delete everything.
3: You can't just hit like nope. cancel my account. Nope. Okay. Can I just tell you? Uh, maybe Facebook is the new thing with the kids. Maybe it's not. But I'm glad I don't use it. I really am. Uh, I mean, I use, people are
4: writing to me, and I still don't know how to work it. I don't know
3: what to do. Uh, well, I mean, I you know I use uh, and plus I mean. Doesn't it seem like MySpace is still the killer app of social interaction? I don't know. I
4: still don't have a URL address from yesterday. Does
3: your MySpace still not work? No. That's weird. Mine continues to work flawlessly.
4: No, I guess I, I read about it, and it said that there's some flaw in the application that they're working on that some of you may see that your URL address has disappeared.
3: I have no social
5: interaction, so I don't have to worry.
3: You know what it is to be And yeah, really, when the zombie apocalypse comes or maybe when that thing happens from... Uh, Escape from Los Angeles, where all the power goes out. You will, you will uh, be, you know, be the new ruler of the world because you haven't become reliant on technology. No, I send out like three Christmas cards a year, <laughs> and everyone gets the same one because I'm not done with the box yet. Um, so I'm looking. Yeah, my my uh, my MySpace hmm. paper page is working uh, right now, actually. So
4: no, mine works, but it deleted my URL. So I mean, so, so no one still, can get there. Yeah, but I mean, you can get there by clicking on other people. Ah, but, uh, but you can't
3: get there directly. No. That's interesting.
4: I know. Isn't that weird?
3: You know, can I just say this? It was, the Office is the most popular show on television and the best show on television that I don't watch. MySpace is the most popular website that doesn't ever work properly. I mean, for a for a website that is used by 12 million people and that I believe is owned by Rupert Murdoch, who has more money than God, MySpace almost never runs flawlessly. I mean, probably three, four times a day. You go to MySpace and you try to load something and it just doesn't, I'm sorry, an error has occurred. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't see a picture, something crashes, you can't log in. Uh, the MySpace really is an astonishingly poorly run website. It just yes. seems filled with glitches.
4: Every day, like every day I'm looking and every day, consecutively like there's says some of you, URLs on April 30th. Some of you may be experiencing a strange glitch. 29th. Running slow. 28th. Your inboxes aren't working. 27th. <laughs> bulletins. 26th. Can't message or
5: comment.
3: You have died of dysentery. <laughs> Here's Tim Riley. So what good is it? You can't send notes to each other saying, it was
5: lovely to see you again. Thanks. Let's have lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for the ad. LOL.
3: And all these fake friends. Yes. Hundreds of them. Oh, man. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm, sorry to keep, Hundreds. I'm sorry to keep running wild about this, Tim, but let me just say this one more thing. I want to about it. So I went to the MySpace, uh, the, the MySpace, uh, the friends thing the other day. That you know, you have new friend requests, and did you get some new hookers? Like fifty in I one day. I got a bunch of them too in one day, like all at once. It was just filled with horrors. and uh, and I went there, and they weren't even trying. It was like what? It was literally a picture of a woman in a g-string bending over, showing her ass to the camera, and it was and 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 the little message was like, like what with a z what's... What's up, sweetie? You know, add me and we can cam. You know, and it's like, no, <laughs> gone. So, uh, but then there were some that were a little uh, a little harder to tell, and I had to sort of open them and go to the page and uh, check it out. But there was a flood of, uh, of, uh, of like, web slots that were all over the uh, in my MySpace thing. So, in any event. Tim doesn't have any of these problems. No, I don't care. I don't care to correspond with anyone. Your apathy is your greatest asset,
5: Tim. Hold on to it always. It works well for me. Here's Tim Riley. A 23-year-old man walked on the sidewalk next door to Orlando Street, was struck in the back of the head with a hammer and robbed by a lady. Uh, The man handed the woman all his cash and his wallet, and she ran away. The woman is described to be a white woman, about 35 years old, long hair that went to the middle of her back. She's wearing a dark floral print shirt and a small print on it and a duffel bag over her shoulder. Uh, the extent of the man's uh, hammer injuries is unknown at this time. Oh, well, there's... I heard you were robbed by a lady. Alligators lurking in the elementary school. Force police to escort the students. Now can police protect all these students from several large alligators?
3: Where was this at? Was it in Florida? It was.
0: Ah, uh, la, la, la. <laughs> Damn it!
3: Oh, son of a bitch. All right. Several large gators,
5: including a possible Daner. 11-footer, lurk in a Florida elementary school. <laughs> Prompted plans for police officers to escort the children on and off campus. you think they were going to get the alligators we, out first. I was
3: just going to say, why don't they escort the alligators somewhere else? That's what I was thinking.
5: Jesus. Well, it took neighbors to spot them, apparently. The, the children <laughs> aren't aware that they were in school.
3: <laughs> don't you picture the alligator sitting next, like sitting in class at a desk, sort of looking around nervously trying to fit in? I'm I, just a
5: student. Of course, everyone's concerned about the children's safety. When you have an 11-foot alligator out there and you got small ones <laughs> running around, it could become a dangerous situation. <laughs> really, you think? It took
3: a lot of thought. It could become a danger. It's not now.
5: Well, when trappers got near the gators, they began hissing and showing aggressive behavior. Um, one started running at one of the female officers who was on the scene. At least one more alligator is believed to be lurking at the school. It was last seen uh, behind the school and just... Uh, from a home it went back again in the water please set up a perimeter to keep the children and people away so children and people are two separate things if the alligator is not conned officials will continue to escort the children to and
3: from school (laughs) excellent i would have given anything to have alligators at my school growing up that sounds like it would have been fantastic Mm -hmm. uh let's see this email says hey so i got fired on monday and now i get to listen to your program from the comfort of my home for the first time that never happened to us for no so we had nothing to listen to no nothing That's an interesting point, Tim. We had nothing to listen to when we were fired. There are two things I now know. Over the stream, your guys' voices sound way cooler than over my radio. And when you say this would be hilarious for anybody who's stoned out there, you are correct. (laughs) Tim and Sarah seem to not understand, but God damn, you're right. It is wonderful if you're stoned. Signed, Aaron. Uh, Not Aaron Geek in the City. Signed a different Aaron. So, well, thank you, Aaron. I'm glad we could help. Uh, This one says... Rick, about MySpace, I love the way they cover up MySpace's failings by telling you something that went wrong and that the error has been referred to their non-existent staff of crack support people. That is really
4: true. You know what? Squid's sister works for MySpace.
3: Really? Doing what?
4: I don't um, Yeah, I'm not sure, but she can, I guess, look at anything. Like, how uh, how awesome oh, would that be? that's
3: a feeling of power. You know,
4: all those people who are like, look at me, don't look at me, look at me, don't look at me, when they write the blogs that are set for private. These like, only the blog owner set can.
3: To private. My no. thoughts are too special But to the ones shared. where they
4: write specific blogs where only they can see it, and they right. passively aggressively write about, like, an ex-boyfriend that they hate, and it's like, this is set to private. Only the blog owner can see it.
3: This is the biggest revelation of my life. You may not read it. <laughs> Do you mean, who does that? I mean, specifically, who does that? Do you know anybody who does that? I don't know.
4: Yeah, not not any, like, close friends. All right. But yeah. I do know people who are just like, so this is how it's going to end. And then <laughs> click
7: on it. It's like, this, <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: like, this is such a private. <laughs> Only the blog owner can read it. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, this email says, um, uh, oh, this is depicted as a uh, a conversation I guess I'm having with myself. He says, Okay, well this is confusing because he's written it as though it were me talking. Um, he says, wow, I'm having a nervous... This is me talking, apparently. Wow, I'm having a nervous breakdown and can't see a shrink for five weeks. What should I do in the meantime? I know. I'll have everyone in my life ridicule me in front of the people who are responsible <laughs> for my continued prosperity. And then he signs it. The Lister Party is going to be great. I'm going to wear body armor. Christopher. All right. Well, it'll be interesting. Here's Tim Riley.
5: Well, the recently reunited New Kids on the Block are planning a world tour. Really? They're coming here,
3: Tim? It doesn't look like it, no.
5: Oh. I saw that. it just looks like the East Coast. Uh, they're going to be in Toronto, East Rutherford, New Jersey, Uniondale. That's a world tour.
3: Uh, Boston, Atlantic City, and Chicago. So it's only one part of the world. How far would you drive There's to see the New the Kids world. on the Block?
4: I'd drive to Seattle.
3: Really? Would you drive to, um... you wouldn't go to L.A. to see them? No. You'd drive to Seattle to see them? Mm yeah. Oh did you get a text message from Scott Daly at Duran Duran last night?
4: No, no, he sent me one uh, yesterday before him and Pants went went there.
3: Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was, sent he, was me, he having the greatest. I'm ever? in the intro of Duran Duran. Woop, 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 woop. So yeah, he was all like a gog with excitement about it. Here's Tim Riley. Oh hey, speaking of agog with excitement. Yes. Um did you see that do you have that story about Madonna? That uh it has all those photographs of her gyrating with Justin Timberlake? I haven't. I do have a video of her in concert. Is it uh, this is? Is it true that she raps again on her new album? Somebody told me. I that. don't think so. Somebody said that her new album has more rapping. Tim. I heard oh, there is rapping in it. She isn't really rapping. Right. I have the album at home. Right? Is it? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Where would you put it on the classic one to ten scale?
5: If you like rap.
3: If you like Madonna, and I do. Oh. Uh, seven or eight. Really? You know, for that really. Yeah. I
4: heard part of it yesterday when I was um, buying a birthday present for my sister, and it sounded pretty good. Yeah.
3: Uh, this email says, Rick, I just got done fish. I just finished listening to the new Madonna album. Um it says, at first I couldn't figure out why it sounded so thin and tinny, but then I realized I'm listening on my computer, not on my home stereo. He says there are two places in two songs where she raps uh, over and over again. She raps these lines apparently.
4: I'm drinking a soy latte. I get a double shotte. Eh? No, no, no but...
3: that's a that's a disastrous <laughs> album. He says it's not as cringe-inducing as the American Life rap, but oh, there are God. two there are two places in two songs where she raps these lines over and over again. The first is see my booty get down right, and the other is just the phrase get stupid, get stupid over and over again. Um. Uh, he says, uh, "I've only listened to the album once, so I can't tell if I like it or not. But I was pleasantly surprised uh, that it doesn't sound like every other current song uh, that Justin Timberlake, the Neptunes, Kanye, etc. have done. So, um, but I saw uh, there was a, I think it was the Mirror or something mm-hmm. I had a thing about her that show she played with Justin Timberlake is like grinding all over her. But I
4: that guy just rubs me the wrong way.
3: He was rubbing Madonna the right way, Sarah. <laughs> I but if you look at the cover of Vanity Fair. I guess it's the one before Miley Cyrus. I guess so. it's the one that's out now, so, so check it before it's gone. Madonna's on the front, and it, it's not that she looks bad. I mean, she looks okay, but I now realize exactly where – I think where, where Madonna is going wrong. I think I put my finger on it, and I love Madonna, but I think that she's miscalculated a little bit here because if you look on the cover of Vanity Fair, she's not – She's not scantily clad as such, but she is wearing some pretty revealing clothing. I mean, she's wearing sort of like Isn't hot pants. Isn't another
4: crotch shot where she's it, always sitting there with her legs
3: wide open? Well, no. She's sort of standing against a wall kind of with legs splayed and doing like a Jesus Christ sort of pose. It's like she's, you know what it is? It's like she's doing a jumping jack, and she's caught about halfway through it, like okay. something like that. And she, you know, she's not like bra and panties, but she has, I mean, she's wearing like some things that are cut very high. So you see like a lot of leg. And then she's wearing sort of like a bustier type thing. And what I realized is just that, like, she herself and certainly others after her, see Madonna, Jessica Simpson, whoever, have just taken that sort of sexy thing, like, as far as it can go. I think what Madonna ought to be doing right now, A, because the sexy thing is, I think we're sort of over it right now as a culture. We've just been so overexposed. And also because she is, like, 50, I think she ought to be doing the elegant, refined thing right now Mm -hmm. as an elder stateswoman. Oh, like the Christina Aguilera thing? Well, maybe not in the exact glam way, but... Maybe, like, glam way. it up a little but bit. But that's a good example. Of Christina Aguilera yeah. figured out that, like, there's only, you know... You can only stir that drink so long uh, before people are just tired of it. So Christina Aguilera, yes, she figured she'd do, like, a Gene Harlow thing, sort of yeah. a throwback. I think because Madonna is... Rather than trying to compete with all of these young girls who are trying to be all sexy, Madonna clearly... Because what she's obviously trying to do is just to remind people of how important she is, how influential she is. All of those are true... She is a titan in the music world. There's no getting around that. She really ought to play to that, though, by trying to position herself as an elder stateswoman. And really, again, I think the refined, sort of cool, dignified look would work really well for her right now. Mm-hmm. I think she's got to quit trying to dress like a stripper. I just don't think it's working uh, at this point. So, anyway, my observations. Here's Tim Riley. Well, Tina Turner is coming out of retirement. Who wants to see her? Really,
5: speaking of people who really. She's, need she's to... 68 years old. Oh. And told Oprah, in a recent taping of her talk show, she plans to launch a new tour this October. All right. The first show was in Kansas City. Tickets for the new uh, concert series go on sale May 12th. In 2000, uh, Turner set out on a farewell world tour, which was supposed to mark the end of her career. This February, she performed her duet with Beyoncé Knowles at the Grammy Awards. She is known for such hits as Simply the Best and What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, Ike Turner passed away last December. So she feels like it's safe to
3: leave the house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then you picture opening the door, like real slow, sticking her head up, looking both ways, like eight or 900 times. All right. Here's Tim Riley. <laughs> uh, three fishing buddies coming back to Fort LaGarca
5: in Texas on Tuesday night. I had a little problem with their single-engine plane stalled in midair. The small Cherokee was put down in the vacant lot about a half mile short of the runway. The force of the crash broke off the plane's nose gear and crumbled the plane's fuselage. Well, nobody was hurt from the crash, one passenger aboard the plane did receive a number of crab pinches. Yeah. When this happened, uh, Craig was sitting in the back, and he said uh, on the cooler, uh, crabs went all over him and just kept biting him left and right. George H. McGuire, his girlfriend, uh, said it was driving him crazy. He got a bunch of crab bites on her. The FAA is investigating what
3: caused the plane to stall, possibly crabs. Uh, by the way, this says, uh, Rick, if you're out there on the road... Rick from my desk I can see the I405 and there are hundreds of tractor trailer trucks all honking and clogging up uh, the road driving about 2 miles an hour southbound. Jesus. So or I don't know. Perhaps it's just a, a joyous thing on a beautiful day. Maybe. Uh Rick, I'm a construction superintendent. I have built several buildings with elevators. Every elevator, he says, is ordered very specifically for the building where it is installed. They don't just slap on generic numbers. Elevators are one of the most tightly inspected parts of the building. There is a third floor, Rick. They are hiding things from you. You sure this wasn't like a purchase on eBay? <laughs> I think we should go investigate now. <laughs> should we uh should we take a break and go take the elevator, Tim? Yes, yes. All right. That's let's sure. take a break. Um we're gonna go uh ride the elevator, kids. Back after this with a full report on what the four, uh, third floor is and where it might be. Uh still to come, Peter Carlin, more from Richie Bristol, and uh so forth. Stay there at the Rick Emerson's radio program. All right
7: now. Oh, I can't I can't. I can't.
3: Libyus. Libyus. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. You know at some point, and I suspect this is part of your plan, that I'll just have to buckle under and watch Family Guy so you quit nagging me about it.
4: Seriously, Rick, I watch it and I laugh out loud and I think of how... How much fun you'd have watching it.
3: You think of all the joy I'm missing.
4: The, the, like, the same inane, irreverent references that you make are on that show, and it makes me think that you secretly watch it because it is in your head.
3: I don't. I See, that's the thing. It's
4: like, like, a billboard for Danny Gans, Entertainer of the yeah. Year, was on an episode I was watching were, yesterday. I'm like, You, How you were speculating not
3: during it? the break that I don't watch it because it would make me feel less special about my own brand of comedy. Um, which, maybe, and maybe that's why it's been a little off putting to me when I have watched it, uh, because it does... Maybe I feel like it is, I don't know, like it, like it's uh, sort of um, like when you put two positive ends of a magnet together and they mm-hmm. kind of go, or whatever, maybe that's what it is. So, entirely possible. just
4: chock full of Star Trek and Star Wars references in and and the, pop and... culture and, like, Tory Spelling.
3: All right. Well, I don't own any Family Guy. Do you own Family Guy? Um, I don't have cable.
4: Farmer does. He owns, like, a lot of it. I actually have some in my house. I'll see if you can borrow it. All right.
3: It. If you, uh, if you if, as they say in kind Canada, of like, if you borrow me uh, some Family Guy... I'll watch it, and I'll try to watch it with an unjaundiced eye. I will try to watch it objectively. but It's just so crude, too. But if I legitimately don't care for it, I, I don't want be you to take offense. No, I'll, no, no. I'll give it the old college try. It's not prize. for
4: everybody. Some people, I have friends who just don't like it. I think it is goddamn hilarious.
3: Every time we talk about it, the email runs two ways. People either saying, you got to watch Family Guy, or people saying Family Guy is crap. There doesn't seem to be any, there's no unanimity of opinion. Everybody seems to fall into one of two very polarized camps. Um, okay, uh, but uh, so less people think that we're not talking about the elevator. So the elevator was completely anticlimactic. We got in the elevator and pressed the three. Nothing happened. It just took us to two, which it is was the, the, the most upstairs. boring
5: elevator I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. But
3: but here's the great thing about it: a full-on screaming '70s wood paneling inside. Like that elevator has not been updated in about 35 years. There were a couple mysterious unlabeled switches that we wanted to throw, and I will say this: the elevator here at CBS First Avenue is the only elevator I have ever been in in my life that has the diehard John McClane escape panel in the ceiling. There was an escape panel. So much so that I feel like with proper supervision by Brian Jones, somebody ought to try to get through that. Do you think that'd be you cool?
4: You. Yeah, I think you should. Do
3: it. I think if Brian Jones wants to come supervise it, and if we get the uh, the okay of upper management, uh, I want to try to do the diehard escape uh, through the uh, through the hatch in the top of the elevator. Because like all dudes, every time I'm riding in an elevator, I look upward to see if there's a hatch because of terrorist attack, I got to be able to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the first. And it's never there ever. Uh, it only exists in films and here at CBS Radio Portland. So, all right, still to come, High Concept Thursday, Jim Roop, perhaps Peter Carlin, uh, and we'll talk more to, uh, to Richie. By the way, can I just read a thing that's going to make us filled with angst? Oh, yes. Since I'm living, this is from Randy in Vegas. Uh, oh, and then we have an explanation for the truckers on the highway. Since I'm living a couple days behind via the podcast, this may have been covered, but I heard Jonathan Colton on your show on Friday. He had with him a couple of musicians named Paul and Storm, not Storm Large, uh, Paul and Storm. They were backing him up. Seriously? Paul and Storm? Paul and Storm one half of the band Da Vinci's Notebook. Da Vinci's Notebook, the band who sang, Take a Look at My Enormous Penis. <gasps> oh, man. Owned us. He said, you know, no one mentioned this while they were in your studio, five feet away from you. Screaming at my iPod on a bus in Las Vegas is something I shouldn't have to do, but come on. It, is appear- it appears that it is we who are pawned, sir. Oh, there you go. Take a look at my Apparently they were standing right over there for like half an hour. We should be destroyed. <laughs>
11: are you serious?
4: <laughs>
3: how many how many singing duos named Paul and Storm can there be?
4: They are from Da Vinci's notebooks. So I remember him saying that. And
3: yeah, so there you go. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Chew, Hi, on that. Chew on that for a while, like so much radio gristle. Yeah, what, what's up, sir?
11: Well, I was just calling you to tell you that it's a protest. The truckers, I heard they were going to do it.
3: Really? So there's, They're just
10: showing everybody that they're the kings of the road because, let's face it, everything from a
11: Snickers bar to a Coke gets delivered by truck.
10: They're right.
3: But, that is true. No, right. It's true. we are
11: you're
10: dependent on it. And no, with it...
11: the prices of fuel right now, and I drive for a living, but I don't pay for my own fuel. thanks that. Right. Um, Yeah, they're just showing everybody, hey, you know what? Without us, you guys are nothing.
3: But I guess, and I'm not disagreeing with that. We have, as you know, a vast section of our listening audience is delivery drivers, truck guys, cab guys, cops, guys in their car. But I guess, so I don't mean any disrespect to them when I say, but like to whom are they do like to whom are they showing this like who is this intended well,
11: they're just showing the general public because a lot of people don't realize that, even the general public it's amazing how many people just they don't even think about it they go into a convenience store they go into a grocery store all of the food they see everything that's in the store was delivered by trucks. oh
3: no i'm yeah you know, i mean we're fully aware of that trucks and actually you know strangely enough trains people don't realize yeah. how much stuff is uh, brought by trains train. to trucks, but so. but i guess my point is like do you think the average do you think the average person that they're trying to get somewhere is going to be sort of is going to put two and two together that way?
0: Oh, I. Or are I, they just going I, yeah. to say it's like? It's going to irritate the crap out
5: of them, though. No. Yeah, I mean, are they just going to, going to say to get like? Their attention.
3: But I think, but are they just going to say like, look at the jackass trucks oh, blocking the, the road? Permission. Now we lost that guy. And again, I don't mean any disrespect to truck drivers. I'm just saying, I wonder if the average. Well, it must
4: be frustrating because a lot of them are independently contracted and they have to pay right. for
3: all the fuel. Right. I mean, I wonder, it it seems like...
5: People are getting getting more openly frustrated about all the conditions that these, I mean, out-of-control fuel prices are bringing.
3: Boy, doesn't it seem like we're just a few steps away from riots? I mean, it really does feel that way. I, I mean, the American people will put up with just about anything, but could that time be slipping away? You know, my friend Todd used to say, he had this saying that he said, and it's funny how dated this is, he he used to say that um, Americans will never complain about their government as long as fuel remains under $4 a gallon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, which is sort of, you know, the, the bread and circuses thing. That you give people cable and, you know, remote control and they're, they're happy. Um, uh, but it, it, it's funny that we had talked about something the other day, and my wife had, didn't hear this because she was at work. And so she said this independent of anything we had said. Lara actually made the observation that it feels a lot like the early '70s to her. She said the same thing. She's like, it feels like the '70s, the mid '70s, maybe, where there was fuel lines, food—not shortages, maybe, but certainly food prices being jacked up. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of feel that way. I mean, it does. And again, I'm not trying to knock the truckers in any way. I'm just—I wonder if that's shooting themselves in the foot a little bit because you got to figure the average nitwit. I mean, Fred, I don't know that I would have put it together. If I'd seen a bunch of trucks in the road not going anywhere, I would have thought, stupid trucks, out of my way. You know, I don't know that I would have put it together. They were protesting something.
5: And there were other time, times in history where truckers can bring the economy to a standstill. Oh, they
3: can. No, trust me. Yeah, I mean, that's if you want to freeze things in this country, you just have guys who deliver stuff uh, stop doing it. So, uh, let's see. Um, what are we? Ah, uh, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
10: Hey, Rick, uh, a couple of things to weigh in, I guess. Um Paul and Storm were awesome in concert on Friday. That, that was a really good show.
3: Please tell me they sang the penis song. They did not. Okay, well, I would have had to kill myself put then. didn't so. two
10: together until you said that just now in
9: yeah. the air.
3: No, neither did we, and they <laughs> were standing over here like five feet away from me for the better part of an hour. Yeah, yeah,
10: yeah good times. Exciting. And then Family Guy, um, there are a couple of specific episodes that totally remind me of you. There's one where Brian the dog... And Stewie, who's the little baby, yeah. get a radio show.
7: Oh my God!
10: <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I thought of Rick Emerson when I saw that. How sad! Oh, a was the commentary other,
4: um, that is on me. it was a uh, baby, something <laughs> in the baby.
10: Uh, dingo in the baby.
4: Dingo in the baby.
11: Yeah. I'm, oh, my God. I completely God. thought of Rick. But see.
4: All those sounders and stuff that they're playing, there they're at the oh, fair. Oh, just
11: insane. Just retarded.
3: All right. Well, I mean. And it had, like, like,
4: loud fart sounds and stuff. It is so funny. Yeah. Would it,
3: now, I know this is a lot of work for somebody. But, I mean, would it be – would somebody – and I, I'm not I'll asking you, for my I'll food. I'll find you an excerpt of it now. I don't want my food to be chewed for me. Uh, but I'm saying, <laughs> would it be possible for somebody to put together a couple of representative – because, you know, here's the thing. Here's why I ask this. Because you know what will happen. If
7: I,
8: I have that episode.
3: But – have you ever done this where, like, you try to get somebody to, like, listen to a band, an album, a show, whatever, and they pick the worst episode ever? Or, like, And they're the like, long. I watched that Gilmore Girls show. It sucks. And you're like, what episode did you watch? That one that was blah, 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 worst episode ever? And you're like, no, it was the worst. That that, that then you totally don't get the idea of the show from that episode. That episode isn't like the rest of the series. I don't want to do that where I come back and I say I didn't like the show, maybe, and I it's an episode that was crap. So... You, you, I mean, I can seek the episodes out somehow, but if somebody wants to let me know, please don't call about this, but maybe email me, let me know a representative episode.
5: That
10: is a pretty good one. I think would appeal to you in particular.
3: All right. Well, I feel right. like, you know, it's a thing I ought to give a chance to. So. Yeah. It all right. doesn't hurt to try it, huh? Thank, thank you, sir. All right, here's Tim Riley. So we haven't talked about this at all today, and uh, we
5: have some uh, new enlightening things about the sex budget in Austria. Ugh. So, Joseph Fritzel, the Australian man, had told his victims that he would gas them to death if anything happened to them. Uh, Police experts are examining his house in the small town of Amstetten to investigate the claim that gas could be pumped into the dank cellar. It may be an empty threat to intimidate the captains, women and children in not trying to overpower him. Uh, in a separate document, an officer leading the investigation said uh, that he had uh, forced Elizabeth to write a le- Elizabeth is, is the daughter you kept in the dungeon. Write a letter last year indicating he may have been planning to release her from the cellar. Uh, in the first interview by a member of his extended family, the sister in- law revealed that the engineer often spent the whole night with his daughter and their children in the dungeon under the house. The woman, known only as Christy Narr, who's 56, said Fritzl made daily visits to the cellar on the pretext he had work to do and would tell other family members, including his wife, Rosemary, not to disturb him. Sip, which is his nickname, would go to the cellar every day at 9 in the morning, and then he would often end up spending the night there, allegedly to draw blueprints for the machines he was selling. Rosie was not even allowed to bring him
3: coffee. You know, I mean, this comes right on the heels of telling that guy not to call up and threaten people. But really, prison is too good for this guy. I mean, really, just a big, savage beating. Part two. So, Fritzl's wife said he called her on the phone in
5: 1994 pretending to be the couple's daughter, Elizabeth, who had not been seen for ten years. Rosemary said the caller asked her to look for the baby that would be left on the doorstep. She reportedly... Uh, She reported the call to police. The prosecution office in Austria said officials uh, now know the caller was Joseph. His wife is not believed to have known that the couple's daughter was in the basement. Jesus.
3: I, I, you know,
5: okay. (laughs) A French woman who was tortured and raped by her father for 28 years and has six children by him wants to be friends. With the Australian man. Of course she does. Lydia Gordo spoke out about her case after the Australian woman's plight became known. I would like her to be my friend. I would feel less alone, she said. Maybe there are others like that in several villages where people close their shutters.
3: Well, somebody else noted this, too, and I actually think about this a lot. Um, not imprisoning people in my dungeon. Um, the uh, Let me clarify. Uh, but, uh, like, you know, um, Dexter is a show that picks up on a notion that William Goldman wrote about in that book. Um, God, what was that uh, what Was that William Goldman movie? I forget. But it, anyway, but the, the notion of one serial killer in a city being aware of another serial killer and the sort of two of them either competing or working in concert. William Goldman did a movie about the Boston Strangler where there were two competing serial criminals executing the same crimes, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, but, I mean, somebody noted once, you know, this, that guy John Douglas, I think he was like the profiler, the Mindhunter guy from Quantico. And he would say that whenever a serial killer is caught, it immediately becomes both easier and harder to catch other serial criminals because if a serial criminal is captured, the other serial killers, A, start killing more because they want to get the attention, and B, they become much more careful because they know the cops are kind of looking. And he said that, you know, you you always know that for every serial killer you catch, there's like 50 more guys kind of working the country. So somebody else made a really chilling observation, which is that this is the third story in less than eight years in Austria where somebody's had somebody in a secret dungeon for 10 years. This guy, 26 years, but there was that woman in 2006 where the guy had had her in a secret dungeon for 10 years, and there was another woman about five years before that where a guy had had her in a dungeon. And he noted that there does seem to be something rather unique to the Austrian mindset about that. And he said, don't you know, the weird part is to realize that there probably are other secret dungeons Below other houses in other cities in you know in America or around the world right now, uh, and that you know that those guys are right now like doubling the amount of soundproofing in the basement because they know that the cops are sort of looking. So it's just you know humans are just fundamentally effed. I mean they really are. We're just fundamentally insane and crazy and untrustworthy as a species. Anyway, there you go. That's a little br- that little ray of sunshine from Rick Emerson. No one. I mean we're we're effed. We're a plague. We really are. We are just a plague on this planet. We, we, we are... What does that guy say in the Matrix? Humans are a virus. We really are. Here's Tim Riley. Should we revisit this uh, Creswell story? We have a little bit more on it. Only if I can play the sounder again. Mm-hmm. Revisit
5: the story from where, Tim? Creswell. All right. Well, it was a World War I cannon round that exploded as a man tinkered with it last night and severed his legs at the same time. Bernal Miller, Sr., was trying to separate the casing so he could recycle the brass when it blew up, taking his legs with it. (laughs) It happened in the back room of his girlfriend's trailer in Creswell.
3: You ain't got no brain, Sergeant Dan.
5: So this is a 37-millimeter cannon round from World War I. Uh, They were fired from a rifle. This particular piece was made in Paris in 1916. It's very common. There's still a lot of them around. Uh, It carried either a high explosive or black powder, and it doesn't take very much for it to go off. Uh, So they've issued a warning if there are any other uh, Creswell residents like old Bernal here who want to uh, separate it in the back room of their girlfriend's trailer. Uh, Anyone who discovers this thing, say if they're not familiar with it, or if it's from the military, should stay a safe place. Hit it with a hammer.
3: Bang on it repeatedly with a metal mallet. Notify the law enforcement people. Stick it in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we done with the news from Creswell? All right. There you go.
5: So right now, there's a, a growing crowd gathering on the steps of the Oregon capital in Salem, causing for major changes in immigration and workplace laws.
3: Pick a cause!
5: Sorry. In 100 days. Like, that's going to happen. Do, do it in 100 days. Do it in 100 days. Don't do days. it
3: today. Don't do it right now. Just whenever you get chance. So let me understand this. We've got anti-war protests going on today. Mm-hmm. Immigration protests going on today. Truckers on the I-405 refusing to go because of what? Gas prices? Yes. And it's only 2 p.m.
5: So... Jesus. These guys are demanding that Oregon reverse a decision to require proof of legal residence to get a driver's license. Never happened. Not going to happen. Because people voted to have this law. Go home. And you know what makes people even matter? When people are protesting with signs using a foreign language.
3: Is Is that what's happening right now? Yes. All right. And it makes people reach for the remote and go, Click. I External, mean. Please. Really, and that just is human nature, I think. So and and if you can't understand the sign, why watch it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch a protest that I can't understand. I hadn't right. thought about that. Right. That maybe we'll change
5: our ways. We have no idea what they're saying. We don't know what the signs Yes, yes, definitely. We'll we'll change our minds right now. Fantastic.
3: <laughs>
5: All right. Excellent. I didn't know that this is one of the channels I bought from Comcast.
3: Univision five. <laughs> It's so all you people who think you're making a difference, you're not. You're not. You're wasting your time. Not making a difference. Nothing gets
5: better. Uh, the man from Quir- Creswell is too busy <laughs> losing his legs to World War One
3: explosives and to change a law that he voted to put in place. All right. Uh, by the way, you're not going to get this news in comment anywhere else. No, you're not. Only here. There's no other station that's going to give this to you. Nobody else cares. Nope. I mean, in fact, we don't even really care, but at least no. we're... You know what it is? We, well, it's because we don't have a consultant telling us what to do. But we care about our apathy. Wouldn't you say, Tim? Yes. That we do care about the fact that we don't care. We I mean, care enough we... to show up
5: every day because we really don't want to be anywhere else. And we can't really think offhand anybody else would want us, really. <laughs> we just
3: sit in this room every day for four hours, and we're pretty much left alone. I love us. Hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello. I love us, too. Okay, let's all hug. Ger, uh, yeah,
6: Madonna, the fact... A, a grown man likes Madonna is just kind of weird. But to whom you actually admitted? Hold on, let's
3: on, let's back up for a second. To whom are you referring?
6: You, Rick Emerson.
3: So the fact that a grown man likes Madonna is what? Just kind of weird. Why would that be weird, sir? Uh, it kind of makes you. She's you know she's the Ooh. largest selling female performer in history. Do you think that only women bought those?
6: Uh, and perverts
3: and pervert <laughs> please do it please do explain why
6: Well, i'd like to uh, go to the other fact. no though.
3: no 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 i want to stay on this for a second
6: compliment i
3: i want to stay on this for a second i'm not trying to pick on you i am oh, leg- i am legitimately curious as to whether this is just sort of a one liner that you've been polishing no. or whether this is a thing you truly believe and if it's a thing you truly believe i would like to uh, to hear an explanation
6: i guess i just from the very first time i heard it i just thought it was just bad music and just kind of poppy, whatever, but so, I guess I haven't, you know, I haven't given it
3: a I'm, listen to lately. I'm, so. n- I'm, I'm not trying to be uh, to be cruel to you. I'm just sort of trying to follow this through. So, wait, so, but because it's music that you don't particularly care for, there's something uh, perverted about me liking it.
6: No, I was just kidding about the perversion part, but it just seems weird that a grown man would say, I listen to Madonna. Just It's weird.
3: I listen to all kinds of things. I I listen, to, I listen to all kinds of music, sir. But Most grown kind of men right? would not have the courage to admit it. I would just say, sir, I would That's, say that. Uh, thank you, Tim. That I, was my next point. That, that I am here and I am unashamed of my love for Madonna.
6: Then you're more of a man than I'll ever be because you admit it. So.
3: I'm just, I'm just saying. Here's the thing, well, my at least friend. We got to the heart of it anyway. I'm not trying, to, and it, please believe me when I say that we love our audience. I'm not trying to lecture you or speak down to you, but please, I would encourage you, as Madonna once said, "Open your heart, sir, because a good song can come from anywhere. A good song can come from any direction, any type of music, any performer." I would urge you, do you like music? I love music. Then I would say that, uh, you know, you shouldn't shut yourself out to the possibility that a good song might come from Madonna. Think of the good music you might be missing.
6: That's what makes you better a better person.
3: I'm just saying, what, who, what do you listen to?
6: Oh, gosh, everything. Everything. Well, clearly not. We've just
3: established you don't listen Madonna. to everything. No one <laughs> listens to everything. That's someone. When people say they listen to everything, that's someone who doesn't really know what they like.
5: Or don't want to admit that they are listening to something
3: and enjoying it. Yes. There you go. That's another good point. When people say they listen to everything, that's a person who doesn't have an answer to that yeah, question.
4: Yeah, what's in your car right now?
6: Um,
3: and see. I hate to Stage stereo. at
6: Who? Uh, uh, Do you Fox say Sage Fox Francis? Sage Francis. Sage Francis, 155. Okay. I don't know. In my car right now. Let's see. Uh, Madonna. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I'd like to move on. Well... Can I? I really want to
3: say something about the Richie founder. On, hold on, before we move can on, just, hold on. Let's see if you can move on. Let me roll the dice. I'm against the oh, roll. Hold on, no, no, hold on a second. You gotta, you gotta wait before, before we know if you can move on. You gotta. Let's roll the dice of destiny to see if, uh, to see if the gods approve. Hold on, just one second. Do you want odds sure. or evens? Does Tim approve? Tim doesn't matter if I do or not. It's do just you, the newsman? Do you want odds or evens, sir? Oh, me. Yeah. God. All right. Yes, you get to move on. Okay. What is your next point?
6: I love the fact that when you play the Richie Sounder, uh-huh. not only is it hilarious, but I love Sarah's reaction to it every time. She's spot on. You start to play it.
3: It is. It is. I <laughs>
6: just love it. I, I laugh when I hear her sigh. No, it
3: You're, is. It is. It is. <laughs> Hold on a second. I hate to be gross. All right, there you go. Sorry. Don't make that noise. Um, I'll make this noise. instead. Right no, I wasn't calling you. Oh, Richard, Hi, Richard, come on in. Come on in. So, all right. Now, Sarah's reaction to it is priceless. <laughs> it sure all is. All right, sir. Thank you all. Anything else you'd like to say today? Uh, rock on. Right. Thank you. Bye. All right, there
4: you go. All right, can I give you now, please, to be, because I've been searching for this, and I just found it. Okay. Can I give you a sample of Family Guy?
3: So let's do this. We'll do a sample of Family Guy. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Jim Roop, later on, more news from Tim Riley. Uh, and uh, Richie Bristol, you'll talk to us about. Dude, we got to talk about this other picture that you sent this era. So, um, <laughs> all right, yes. Yeah, so, so this is what this is it? Please to get okay, this set up e- for this clip.
4: Okay, so this is an episode of Family Guy, and uh, it starts out with them at an air show, and then they um they notice Brian, who's the dog, who has a really good radio voice. So they decide to put him on one of the local radio stations. Now, in the in the
3: in the in the in the universe of Family Guy, does everybody hear the dog talk? Hmm. You know, Most where...
4: of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so he get...
3: it's not like a thing where he only talks to the camera. Of the
4: Stewie. no, no, no. They get like it's weird okay. because they kind of te- treat him like a human. Okay, all right. Okay, so this is um right. their first radio show. Good morning,
3: Quahog. You're here with Dingo
9: <laughs> and the baby. Ah. And if you're thinking about changing the station,
3: Ouch!
7: Ouch!
9: Today we got homeless Hank from the dumpster out back with us.
0: Hey, I got an idea.
9: How about the first three women willing to come down and have sex with Hank get free boob jobs courtesy of Dr. John Viner. Are you reading my mind, man? Let's go to the phones.
0: Go ahead, caller.
3: You're on with Dingo and the baby.
7: Mm. Is this Dingo? Yes, honey. What's your name? Cindy. (laughs) With an
3: S. Ooh, hot. Oh, yeah. That's hot. hot. That is hot. Tell me something, Cindy. How'd you like
11: to come down here and get naked for us?
7: Oh, sure.
9: Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh yeah, there's a show.
3: After all, AIDS is a. Okay. Wow, that's cringing. I know. I mean, and it's- the
4: whole there's this one part in this episode where those sound effects go on for literally four minutes.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm surprised funny. you haven't got audition tapes and people like that. Oh well. Who's to say, Tim? I'll play us into break, Sarah.
7: Okay.
3: It's the Rick Emerson radio program. We're going to be back after this with more from Big Richie Bristol as well as Jim Roof. You stay there. Damn it! I thought the post was happening now. And blood of the love, Rick Emerson show, and so forth and whatnot of the hey hey, don't go anywhere. Stay kind on by The Rick Emerson Radio Program, it's 503-733-2970. 503 2970 Ladies and gentlemen, let's now welcome to the Rick Emerson Show from Los Angeles. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop. Hello, sir. We're having a
11: parade, sir.
3: Where are you at? I am uh, on Wilshire Boulevard,
11: actually 7th Street, uh, heading towards City Hall we got about three miles to go, but this, uh, this walk, this march just kicked off about uh, ten minutes ago.
5: What is this parade for?
11: It, 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 well, it's, uh, it's, the immigra- it's supporting immigration, you yeah. know, supporting illegal immigration, to be honest with you. But nobody uses the word illegal. They just say it supports immigration. Yeah. We already have immigration, and we have legal immigration. So, and be, it, be that to the may, these folks are out here. Uh, most of them don't even really know why they're here.
3: And, and because you guys have also got the port closure thing going on. Uh, today, right, where there's a bunch of porch closed all up and down the West Coast?
11: Well, I haven't heard that one. I've been stuck here all day.
3: I think think there's a whole bunch of things happening today. I think uh, it feels a little weird today because there's, I think, all the way from Bellingham all the way down through California, I do believe ports are shut down at a lot of places because, guys, there was, like, some sort of a general strike that happened today. I know there's a bunch of, like, sit-ins and, like, stuff happening today. So it does seem like today everybody with a sign kind of got out there on the street.
11: Yeah, well, it's International Worker Day, so that's probably where all these uh, worker or workplace actions are happening. And if that's true, if that happened up and down the port, I mean, that could cost a lot of money. I'm talking millions of dollars if uh, they don't move those goods off the boats and then into uh, into the uh, into the commerce here. What is it with the freaking drums, people?
3: <laughs> and then I and then I don't know if this is happening where you are, but uh, here in Portland on one of the uh, on the yeah, I-405, which runs through here, that. Uh, a lot of truckers apparently uh, got on the highway and they just sort of stopped and and didn't move as some sort of a, I think a protest against gas prices and the fact that truckers are being hit so hard uh, by the price of oil right now. So it's a, there seems to be a little bit of crazy in the air today.
11: Well, I think probably you know May first, I guess uh, International Workers yeah. Day. The fact that it's May first uh, lets everybody go nuts at the same time. How many? Really, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was
3: just going to say, how many people are there where you are? It sounds like a huge crowd.
11: <laughs> And I was just going to say, it is smaller than I thought it would be. There's maybe 2,000 people, a little more, maybe. Uh Not very many. Very vocal group, though, because uh it's really kind of festive. There's vendors selling ice cream, American flags, T-shirts. There's some lady cooking hot dogs in a grocery cart. Don't ask me how she's doing it, That's because she, she can't explain it to me. That's America. That's it, really, is all these guys with these little... uh these little ice cream uh, carts are uh, running around here. This is uh, really just kind of nuts, it, you know. And, and every every night, and, and this march is following this huge truck with a mariachi group on it. So that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm calling it a parade. It and then is,
5: this
3: is, uh, I was gonna say I'm not to interrupt. I was gonna say it is sort of interesting though that you, you in that parade, especially in Los Angeles, where they have these. But you're right that the word illegal is always conspicuously absent from any sort of discussion.
11: Well, I use it as much as possible, but uh, nobody seems to care too much about that. What I what I like about this particular event going on today, though, it is markedly different than last year. Uh, it, last year was a, it was complete mayhem, if, if you remember that right. May Day melee they call it. But uh, the LAPD, the organizers of the event, have really gotten together and have really done a great job in making sure that everybody's on the same page. And I have seen a few surgical strikes, if you will. A couple of people trying to disrupt. The LAPD sneaks right in, takes them right out. It's a beautiful move.
6: I only hope they get hit by lightning.
11: So uh, it, it really is, it really is quite, a, uh, quite a well-organized event today, much better than last year. I mean, nobody's being hit with a Philly club or no one's being dealt right. with a rubber bullet, although some of these people should.
3: Uh, I will tell you this just because I know it's a hectic day for you. Before we go, I'll tell you something that will put a smile on your face, Jim Roop. What's that? Uh Richie Bristol, who is our PA here, mm-hmm. uh, uh, had uh, had cyber sex with someone that turned out to be a man.
11: <laughs> 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 oh, that's, just, that's just your uh, He even admitted
3: that? Why would he admit that? Um
4: well, because he kept he kept showing us pictures, and you can clearly see an Adam's apple
3: <laughs> and like no breasts. And but and the guy the the quote woman's name was Chrissy, which we found out was short for Christian. And Christian's best friend is named George, but they claim George is a woman too. So well, at, at least nobody touched anybody. No, although apparently it was there was a,
4: some self-touching, I believe.
3: Yes, I do believe there was a little bit of self-massage that happened uh, during this. So. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just just the biggest Adam's apple and jaw you've ever seen in your life, and and by the way, he goes, well, I don't know, I've got this YouTube video of her singing in a club, and it's clearly a drag bar, sur- surrounded by other singing drag queens.
11: This thing's bouncing up and down like a big hot air balloon. Yes. Yeah,
3: huh? So I knew, I thought that would make your day a little bit brighter, That's, sir. Let
11: me ask you this: Did did he get these pictures? after
3: the fact or before um he's being a little vague about what pictures he saw when but i gotta say in all photos it looks like a man i mean in every photo
4: photo that looks particularly feminine. no
3: i mean there's no amount of lip gloss that covers up the fact that you're a dude you know
11: that is just amazing
3: so there you go so the next time you're in a sort of dark place in your life think about there but for the grace of god go you jim (laughs) Rook. So. That's great. All right, Thanks, brother. You my day. Enjoy your day, sir. Thanks. Jim Rope in Los Angeles. Fantastic. Excellent. That just makes you feel good. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, oh, wait, hold on. That's me. Speaking of which. Uh, right here. I thought you'd get numb to this. Eventually.
4: No, it never gets better.
3: Ever. Uh,
4: ah. Because we know that that's when he's actually like expunging things from his face. <laughs> <laughs>
3: stop! Like
7: God!
3: God, it's so <laughs> gross.
2: <laughs> yes, it is.
7: Excuse Richie, me. stop.
3: Yes, it is, no. Sarah. much cheek. No. All right. Hi, Richie. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got with you there? Oh, um, of is that my... another picture? Is <laughs> more flattering angle? <laughs> no, the top ninety-six things white people like. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, we should get to that at some point. Although I have to. No, read you're a... not
4: going to distract us from you basically having sex with a man.
3: And can I just say, by the way, that uh, somebody had the gr- I can't take credit for this joke. Somebody said that your new cyber pal Richie is the new it girl. Ha ha! It ah oh, ah no. All right. So um, have you had any more contact with Christian? Yeah, did you talk to her last right? yes, I no. had last night. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Well, go ahead. Explain. I just
1: put myself offline and not talked. I said I was supposed to talk to her again last night,
11: but then I kind of figured it out.
3: You kind of figured it out. I don't out. know. So did you talk to to him? No. So did he did he come looking for you online? No. I don't understand, Richie. I don't feel like you're telling us the full truth. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, don't, in don't Richie? Get, town? Don't get all Scotty. On. You, you
4: already have gone this far. You've got to just.
3: Okay. Well, I got, away. I got, I you know signed into my IM and it pops up immediately. What now? Uh, what what do you use like AOL or what? What is your? I interest? think it was Yahoo. Yahoo. So do you get if what if somebody tries to send you a message and you're offline? Uh, does it show up when you log in? Like you have got these messages while you're out. Yeah. And so had uh, had Christian. I'm sorry, Chrissy. Uh, sent you messages while you are offline? Yeah. What did they say? I didn't read them. (laughs) Oh, dude, did you not even read them? Uh Uh-oh. Did you you sort of... That's mean.
4: She was following her heart and you just... And she
3: gave you a nice nice cyber massage, Richie. (laughs) And so you just deleted them without even reading? No, I kept them, but...
4: Do you have a log of, like, you're talking to her?
3: Yeah, now I have it so it saves the conversation. When did it save the conversation from the other night? Probably. Okay, we have to see that.
10: Oh, no.
7: Oh, yes.
4: Oh,
3: yes, Richie. No. Oh, I'm afraid yes, we have I'm to. Afraid
7: we,
4: we I'm have afraid to.
3: it's part of just... your job, Richie. i got to delete what I wrote. Then. <laughs> I don't think, well, okay, Sarah, what compromise could we reach for Richie to show us the log <laughs> of his conversation with a man who's really a woman? We still don't know that. Dude, how can you deceive yourself like this? Look at that first I took a picture,
4: picture. I, I took that picture that you gave me and I blocked out her eyes. Do you think I could put it somewhere?
3: Let me just say this well, I already got it up on my myspace I think i'd okay I'd avoid using certain parts of that sentence um it, let me just say that um how about we do this How about we do this what we'll remove obviously your handle or name or whatever so people can't you know stalk you online We would remove her name to preserve her privacy, which is clearly not, like, that important to her, obviously him. So we would remove his name so people couldn't see what his online handle was, right? Okay. Uh, what Richie,
4: else? you know what? You're, it's going to be embarrassing, but you just got do it. <laughs>
3: no. Richie, think of this as did like... Did you write,
4: like, a bunch of filthy things?
3: Think of this as like... He elec- did. Ew,
4: he did. <laughs> this he is did. like
3: electronic pus, Richie. You've just got to get it out eventually. <laughs> oh. So uh, but we would remove his his name and your name. Oh, God!
6: This is so embarrassing,
3: <laughs> Yes, it is, but I mean, but clearly it's a thing that has to happen,
6: but you got to remember it. I never determined it was a dude yet
3: <laughs> it is a dude. you have to let it go. You have to let it go. It's a man. But I don't understand like in then why would gloss. you not
4: be talking to her? I thought you said you had a connection with her. you guys were in stage three.
7: But
3: it's a dude <laughs> but you just said that it wasn't well, it couldn't it could not be. Are you tr- let me understand this. This is a thing where you really secretly in your heart know that it's a man. But you are trying to hold on to some glimmer of hope that it's not because the cyber sex is really hot. I'm just curious if it is or it isn't. I don't want to ask her. What if it is a chick and we're just... Okay, no, this is a fair question. Let me pull up a chair. The the doctor is in, Richie. This is a... We're going to help you. No, no, you know, Sarah and I care about you, so we're going to help you through these difficulties. (laughs) Not just selfishly exploit them for our own amusement and out of the audience. We'll do that as well, but... Okay, so this is a fair point. Now... You are saying that you believe that perhaps it is simply a mannish looking woman like Jamie Lee Kirks. Yeah. All yeah, right. Can, well, how could you find out? By asking, but then if she is But you can't girl, say are you a dude? That's because what a, in what insane in some insane world if it was a woman can you imagine, Sarah, well, I mean, guy, I'm are you sure really Richie, a guy?
4: I'm sorry. You know that we all love Richie very much, but I'm sure that what he wrote to her, like, they've far gone past the borders of what's appropriate. So you can probably just ask her, like, where cup sizes or something. But I think
3: that's a different kind of inappropriate. Saying, like, can I come and rub you is different than saying, are you a man? <laughs> I, I think that that might, uh, and Richie doesn't want to burn any bridges, clearly, because <laughs> they had such a great time together. Um, but okay, but that's a good question. Cup size, maybe. But what if she just says, "Well, I'm I'm an A cup or something"? if well, she had implants. Or that's true. That's true. What if she's, uh, you know? She got some other Asian, uh, some other American guy to buy her, <laughs> to buy her, buy her her breast teas. Or... Um, that's a fair point. I mean, I guess you know she could say, uh, "Well, you know, I'm I'm I'm, small up, up, I'm smaller on top or whatever." Um, what hmm. is a what's a what's a question you could ask that would determine whether or not it's a real woman without? There's like, only
4: one thing. You know that...
3: Oh, I know. There's only yeah. one thing. But oh, you can't... We talk about children. We kind of did. You Okay, what did you say about children? Well, she asked if I had any, and I asked if she had any, of course, and then... Does she have kids, I say, knowing the answer? No. No, of course not. Of course. Um, did she say she wants kids? I never got that far. That's so strange. You're
7: talking
4: about kids, I mean...
3: Oh, well, we went to a massage.
4: <laughs> How did that lead up to... Did you instigate it, or did she...
6: I was talking about how oh. sore I was, and she's, oh.
3: not, just, she's like, what, well, you're
10: sore? From what? And that probably turned out...
3: From what? On. LOL, 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 <laughs> devil face, LOL. Uh-huh. That probably made her more Winky curious. Winky face emoticon. Uh, <laughs> clown hats, manny face. But we, oh, I asked her about her name. It's, so know, what's up with you having a dude's name? And she started talking uh, about Christian. George. and mm. Her girlfriend, George. <laughs> All right, so you should see the video. I could... um, this is a video of her singing. Yeah, and she does. look does she have like a deep voice? A... She looks even more like a girl in there. Does she have a deep voice? Does point? she have a deep voice? It's pretty blurry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blurry <laughs> voice. Please, what is, what is please to explain? I mean, the the video is blurry. <laughs> really? Like, That's hard to believe. She sent you an out-of-focus video? Really? There's like five of them. And... <laughs> and they're all mysteriously blurry? Oh, Richie. But some of them look like...
4: Dude, I just saw the pictures that you posted of her on your space. Wait, where oh, is that? No. Is Holy it... God.
3: Hold on, let me see. She
4: looks so mannish Hold in on, these. Hold on, my oh, Look space. at the
3: first one. Hold on. Myspace.com slash what. I'm
4: sorry, if you post um here, I don't know. Maybe.
3: What is what is your address, Richie? Myspace.com slash your... you can go to pdxdx.com, it'll go take you there. PDXDX.com. It's not gonna play any music, is it? Uh it might play us. All right, I'm just gonna turn my speaker off. I've learned to I have to do that every time I go to MySpace. Richie,
4: just because you post four pictures of her one of which she looks less like a man, that doesn't make her not
3: a man. <laughs> Seriously, it, Richie, if one if one photograph out of four looks feminine. That's not a good sign. Means that, that means that 75% of her photographs look like a dude. <laughs> All right, I don't even, where am I looking here? Uh, oh, wait. dude or chick. Way to be subtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you take that photograph around last night, Sarah, and show people?
4: No, I only uh, hung out with one person last night. though. Right,
3: so. Sarah was going to ask people last night whether uh, it Does looked make like a tally. That. I do now, have
4: the, the picture still in my Now, personal. I will
3: grant you that this top photograph... Looks more feminine than the others. Well,
4: it's because you can only see a third of her face.
3: That's because she's doing the Richie thing of hiding her face. Also,
4: (laughs) come on, that second picture, though, the one with the orange background, that's a man,
3: baby. And I would say she's bent over, and it looks for a second like she has more cleavage than she does, But and this sounds weird, but the placement of that bottle in front of her... Makes her look like she is um, larger on top than she is because the colors blending. And it not
4: look like at the other one. See, it looks kind of like pecs
3: almost. <laughs> almost, it, Richie. It almost looks like pecs. Okay, that second photo. Fo- are you, dude? Are you kidding me? Oh man, with the orange background. That is a man, Richie. <laughs>
4: that is such a man.
3: No. Oh.
4: I mean, that is like the manliest man.
3: That's
9: not a wig.
4: No, well, it you know, people can grow away. their hair. <laughs> you know, hair grows longer.
3: You know, oh. I mean, I mean, it's and and funny how she's got she he ha, it has its head tilted down and turned to the side and note how the hair and the the head placement are just right to hide the Adam's apple, just oh, right. Yeah. yeah, just right. So, um, she said she's five seven and one thirty, which I was like, well, wow, that's a big Asian chick. Yes, that would be a big Asian chick if it were. All right, let's see if we've... Uh, I don't even know who's calling. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. By the way, you can see this at pdxdx, as in dot com. Hello, hi. Hey, how you doing?
6: What's up? Richie, you know <laughs> what this is like? This is like when a fat, bald guy either, A, doesn't put his photo out there at, right away, or, B, puts a photo of a much better-looking guy out there in hopes that, once the girl gets a chance to know him, she's not going to care what he looks like. Yeah, but you See what she's doing to you. You know, she got you <laughs> and gave you the cyber massage, got you digging her. She's not, you know, thinking that you're not going to care that she's, you know, packing down there.
3: <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah? Well, anytime. All right. And right. Jack, uh, so, yeah, I'm just saying... That, that's a dude, is what I'm saying, Richie. Um I, I want
4: to hear from somebody else who has seen these pictures.
3: Well, let's find out. Uh, you can find these at pdxdx.com. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
0: Hey, hey there.
3: What's up?
9: Yeah, I was uh, heard of on that uh, MySpace uh, conundrum.
7: Yes. I had a
2: bit of that myself. As uh, matter of fact, I went through an entire uh, rigmarole and tried to get it pre-instituted.
3: So they're definitely going to have some problems. Oh, no, it sounds like he has, he's talking about your thing, Yeah, here. how
4: annoying is that, huh? It won't, yeah, it won't let me select <laughs> a, little a
3: URL. It's too annoying, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah right. On
9: another, another point, <laughs> um,
2: I keep thinking that uh, this guy, I think, Memberson, is uh, going to be coming up with, dude, she
6: types like a lady.
3: <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah. All right. I think it was a dude looks like a lady. Joke. uh this guy says rick i think i speak for all listeners when i say i don't want a transcript of richie's cyber sex conversation oh please <laughs> that's that you i'm not saying we'd read it on the air clearly that's not a thing we would do we could but
4: censor it for the air
3: but uh, and and post large sections of it i'm just saying that, and you're right i mean there is and the weird thing is if you look at the top photo and then the bottom one there is um not only no cleavage of any kind those don't look like breasts those, they aren't, that, that's, They're a, pecs. That's, a, that's a man. She's Asian. Well, I know that Asian women are maybe uh, not, I mean, maybe it's a different body type or something, generally speaking, than, you know, than uh, than a Caucasian woman, for example. But that's, that we're not talking picture, about. Too.
4: The picture when she's leaning forward, like smiling, you can get almost a full face shot and, um, you know, it looks like a piece of his bras showing. I mean. That's just like that is a guy.
3: Here's the thing Richie. you got to like totally remove the hair from the equation.
4: <gasps> that's what I'm going to do right now. You're right, bu- right, like in
3: Photoshop or Paint or something, don't I'm doing it right now cruisy do- by just holding my hand up and looking looking through I'm blocking the hair with my hands. Um, if you were... you're being thrown off by the hair, that's what ma- magicians okay, you call me misdirection. Like okay, second. Yeah. I
4: can, I'm going to Microsoft Paint it.
3: You're being uh, hold on, let's uh, let's do this. Let's see if we can. Uh, we'll get the opinion of someone who knows imagery. And uh, who knows, you know, who has an eye for, for aesthetics as well. Sarah does, and she's, she's sort of occupied at the moment. Good afternoon. Hi, Dave's in. How are you? Hey. Hey, can you uh, throw me over to Bridget, please? Here you go. Thanks so much. <laughs> See if Bridget's here. Bridget has a good eye for, uh, you know, good eye for aesthetics. Hello, it's Bridget. Hi, Bridget. It's Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, how are you? Are you listening? Of course. Hey, can you do me a favor? It's safe for work. Can you go to um, pdxdx.com for me? Okay. And that's going to be Richie. It's going to bring up Richie's um, space page. Did you see his current mood? Disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to pdxdx.com. You'll see his space page. And then uh, his latest blog entry, which reads, dude or chick?
1: My computer's moving really slow right that's now. That's
3: hard to believe. <laughs> we have such abundant bandwidth here at CBS Portland. <laughs> We do. Everything moves lightning fast for us down here constantly. (laughs) I sometimes have to slow my computer down by hand because things connect so quickly here.
1: I get whiplash. Yeah. Dude or chick?
3: Okay. Just go to that blog, and I want you to look at both those photographs, specifically the lower photograph. Okay. And just your assessment of, you know, dude or chick. Am I going to be scared by this? Well, they're not graphic in any way. It's just a question of was Richie duped? Uh, into having uh, intimate online relations with someone who might not be all lady. <laughs> that's really the uh, that's the question here. So let me know when you can see the photos.
1: That's never a good question no. that you have to ask.
3: Let me just yeah. So when you, let me know when those when those sort of come up for you there.
1: Okay, I will. All right. Still loading.
3: Is it loading the, the page of the photos? Yes. The blog. All right. Sarah's busy photoshopping out the hair, so we can get sort of an objective uh, look uh, at the face. But, God. Okay. Right. Okay, you got it. No. Oh. All right.
1: Sorry, I was hoping. That's okay. The Nothing bar more. looks like it's supposed to be all
3: fully right. loaded. All right. But probably there's many listeners looking at that right now. so we we just gave the URL out. Okay. Of the did we want to so. see?
4: Did you want to see what it
6: looks like with that? All one? right.
1: Yeah. So not the top one. I keep the, scrolling down. The bottom
6: one. <laughs> it looks like Michael
3: Jackson. So.
1: Oh, uh, that is not a. That is not a woman.
3: (laughs) And keep in mind, that's one of the most feminine photographs the person has. You don't even want to see the other ones where it's like a huge lantern jaw. I mean, it's
4: that is such
1: a guy. She's he is covering the Adam's apple. Like that's not a good sign. That's what I just said
3: with the hair and turning and the chin covering the Adam's apple.
1: Dude. (laughs) I
6: don't
3: want to hear this. Would you like to know, um, I mean, Richie apparently had a long, intense cyber conversation with this person, though.
4: He finished (laughs) with a self-cyber massage. A
3: a conversation that did go from A all the way to Z, Bridget.
1: Well... You pass D, which is disgusting, and then straight into M for so, a man. So, so as,
3: so as a woman who uh, you know you, you do the website and the graphics and the so forth, do you have a, a you know a good uh, a good eye for aesthetics? You say man.
1: Oh, with like full conviction, that is a man.
3: <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you, Bridget. You're welcome. Okay. All right, there you go. By the way, you can see some of Bridget's... Uh, she's uh, redone again the 970.am page, brand new splash page up there as we get ready for the listener party. All right. Sarah, have you cropped out the... Uh, yeah. You've cropped out the hair. Can I... Let
4: me... Uh, let me see right. if I can zoom in a little. Oh, God. <laughs> that's too much. You zoom in. That's going to be unpleasant.
3: Yeah, Richie, I mean... Richie. Come on, man. What are you, what are you doing? What, seriously. Oh, man. All right. Well, at least he's not doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank God. All right, so... Uh, so what are you what are you gonna do are you just gonna have to nit, like never log in again Can you block people well, now I'm thinking about messing with them back <laughs> I like how you try to frame it as some sort of an elaborate gag you're gonna be pulling yeah maybe I'll have to talk to him again you know just for a gag
6: I'm still very huh.
3: curious about it but
6: not about that oh I think you're very
3: I think you're very curious richie' not right? about that. No, just no, no, curious
6: no. if i mean if it's a chick I want to find out.
4: Well, if it's a, if it's a lady, what are you gonna do? I,
3: I, I guess you never tell the truth, or he, or whatever, huh? It's okay, Richie. We're a big family <laughs> here. We understand. It's a big tent. Now I'm all scared. Uh huh. Like, all right.
6: I'm gonna take it. Take a lot longer next time.
3: <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Uh, I don't know. I got. I I looked at the pictures and I thought that was a chick. Honestly, and you just, just decided just to go for it. Yeah, the first couple. Who? I have to ask this before we break. We'll come back with more from Tim Riley. Who instituted? The so-called cyber-massage. Uh, who made the first move? She, well, I told her I was sore, and then she was very interested. Let me her. ask you this. Who typed the first explicit thing? She did. Wow. Okay. What That's, did she write? Uh, sounds like you need a massage.
4: That's not explicit. That's
3: not explicit. Who well, typed that the first started. <laughs> Who typed the first dirty word? Her. What well, did she write? Uh, where would you like me to massage and... And then you said, <laughs> oh, "Oh, that's so." Sometimes just we your
4: crusty the clown laugh. Yeah,
3: sometimes just your laughter instead of an actual response is so much worse than any answer you could give.
4: Okay, we have. Did to... you just say we all class? What did you say?
3: Uh. Down there.
4: I <laughs> laughed. Lol. Because. Hello, my belly button.
2: <laughs>
3: Somewhere between my hips and my navel. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Richie. Okay. All right. All Hi, right, Tim. How you doing over there? Oh, just fine, thank you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Nothing to be sorry about. I have to be exposed to all of this. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Have you news for us? No, yes, I do. Very exciting. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. the Rick Emerson radio program. It's 503 7332970 at the Ministry of Truth, your personal savior lady. And now, from the
5: Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. As uh, terrible tell it is that Kristen has uh, broken her ankle and got a piece of metal, some screws put in. At least she's not the girl with the upside-down feet. <laughs> yes, for 15 years, <laughs> Jingle gonna... Luis has never walked on the bottoms of her feet they are twisted backward and upside down. She uses oh. crutches to hobble on the tops of her feet, but not for long. They're hoping an operation would shorten it. Uh, her condition is relatively mild. Her bladder and bowel functions are impaired, though. Bladder. But she has the noble intelligence of a normal
3: girl. I don't understand when you say her feet are upside down. Her feet are That's upside gonna, down. Gonna, let me, Do you have a picture? Yes. Ah! You
6: have
5: to, ah. Oh, wow. Ow. Her feet are upside down. That's no good.
3: She agrees. They're trying to change that.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. You can't really. She has socks on, so it's kind of an unsatisfying photo. But they're backward too. Mm-hmm. All right. But she's a girl of normal intelligence. It looks right like so. golf clubs a little. <laughs> you should tell her that you've got golf club foot.
5: Here's Tim Riley. So maybe we should forward that to <laughs> Kristen. It'll make her feel a lot better.
3: Kristen uh, is sending me a photograph Aww. of her of her gnarled up foot, but it's taking forever to load. All right.
5: Well, President Bush is now the most unpopular president in history. That, according to a new poll, which finds his disapproval rating is seventy-five percent, 71% higher than any other president, including Richard Nixon. Well done. Lyndon Johnson and Harry Truman. This is the first time that any president's disapproval numbers have exceeded the 70% mark. Only 28% approve of the way that the president is doing his job.
3: Jesus, really? Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. All right, well, fair enough.
5: So get used to uh, a whole bunch of people uh, trying to hold up traffic for reasons only known to themselves this afternoon. As everybody joins in this protest, just for the sake
3: of having a protest. Uh, Did you hear Roof's call from Los Angeles? I did not. I mean, it's just a zoo down there. I mean, it was just a madhouse. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, and he hadn't... Here's what what chaos it is where he's at. All has to happen is one car stall on one street, and that'll bring L.A. to a standstill. And he... It was actually so crazy where he is. He hadn't even heard about the thing of the ports closing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... So somebody pointed, so let's just do a quick tally here before we take more calls about Richie's friend. Um, The the ports closed, Mm -hmm. immigration rally, truckers Uh, slowed down, down, anti-war things, and then you noted that the homeless folks were all camped out at City Hall. Yeah. So this does seem like we're, this sort of seems like the beginning to, um, you know, one of those Scorsese slash Spike Lee films where everything is sort of in place and all you're going to need now is... One...
5: Norman Lear sitcoms.
3: Yes. And I'm thinking also because it's, you know, the weather is a little sketchy. I said, all you're going to need is one thing to go wrong, one rock thrown at the wrong moment. Oh, don't forget it. the shoot, shooting at Lumpy's. Uh, that's true. And then there was all, you know, and there does seem to be crazy in the air regardless anyway because there's always. these been the per- past couple of days. Yeah, there's, there's been people ramming into people with cars and there's all kinds of madness. And so it does seem like we're just. We're just a, one bad incident away from the entire city kind of uh, losing its mind a little bit today. So I would encourage everybody, be when you drive home, and I, I almost never say this, be nice For to people today. Well, well. <laughs> <Wait>, that's... <laughs> that's the yin and yang of this program right there. <laughs> that I'm encouraging politeness, and Tim is encouraging that you be armed to the teeth. Well, or do that. So bring a gun. Forget what I was saying about being polite. Bring a gun and wave it at anybody who menaces you. Mm -hmm. Anybody who wrongs you, just hold up your gun in a threatening fashion.
5: What's more American than that? No,
3: really nothing, I guess. the Wild West. I guess it's true, Tim. I guess that is is what makes us the greatest nation on Earth. Hey, who wants to see a photo of, uh, of Kristen Bowie's foot? Oh, not me. Are you is sure?
5: Not that I don't think the world of her, just her
3: feet at this moment, or nothing I want to see. <laughs> Typically, you'd be all over that. Uh, the uh, it's, it's opening. It's a huge photograph. It's a. It, 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 I'm assuming it's of her foot. Uh, it says, "Take a look at this handiwork." She and then it has a whole thing about how she can't uh, stand up or whatever, and she's laying around stoned on oxycodone. Uh, well, she, well,
5: at least her feet aren't backwards.
3: That is true, Kristen mm-hmm. Bowie. Count your blessings. This is a massive photograph. It's like ten megs and still loading. So, uh, I guess it's like it must be one they took at the hospital. Looks like it's going to be ultra high resolution. So I won't, I won't send it your way, Tim. All right, all right. You'll be back at four, five, six, and seven. Yes, sponsored by
5: Fox Twelve News at four.
3: Excellent, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Riley, the greatest newsman in the history of the world, back at four, five, six, and seven. Top of the hour, all the way through. Like us. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
0: Hey, Rick. Hey. I got, I got the question for uh, Richie to ask the. Uh... The man-woman.
3: Okay.
0: Pre-op or post-op?
3: Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I guess, I think he's hoping in his secret heart of hearts that it really is a woman, and so he's trying to find a question that doesn't uh, send her away forever.
0: Oh. If it's a woman, she probably won't know what uh, what you're talking about sometimes.
3: Well, no, I think they'd know. I mean, I think I <laughs> I mean I think, the, I think the average person, although maybe, who knows? If the, maybe in that part of the world it's not quite as common. Maybe she wouldn't know. There wow. you go. Thank you, sir. Yep. Right.
4: Oh, sweet mother...
3: I like I'm what I'm hearing. Foley.
4: Richie sent me a collection of Chrissy's
3: YouTube videos. Oh god, really?
4: This is the manliest man I have ever seen.
3: <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm looking at this photograph of thief, Christian Bowie. It's an X-ray, so less satisfying, but it is full of broken bones. Um okay, so is it of her singing?
4: Yeah, it's of her singing and gyrating and Oh, really? It's,
7: it's.
3: She can might as well just be at Darcel's. Should, <laughs> should I come over? Yeah. Or can I see it from here?
4: Yeah, um, you might be uh, able to see it. It's a little just, blurry. walk
3: over here. All
4: right. All right, so you can't really hear it, but just look at how this person moves. All right. Okay. Okay. Look at that. Look at yeah. the thick waist. No, that's totally. That's a dude. man.
3: That's a, and, and look just, at that. And the body language.
4: Look at the hairline, the way that it, he's singing.
3: And And just his stance. I mean, the way that he has this sort of like. His, look how his shoulders aren't moving. That's a guy. Yeah. Because, like, there's, there's, there's just a fluidity of movement that you would expect yeah. from a woman. And that is there a are more, totally look, a dude.
4: Through the rain.
3: This is... Cookie uh, at
4: Music
7: Box.
3: Yeah. I We should... I wonder what the Music Box is. I wonder if the Music Box is perhaps a known place for tran- transgendered persons. All right. So this is... Uh... It's funny how these are all intentionally blurry.
4: Yeah. And, like, so...
3: Bright, you can't Yeah, that anymore. Yeah, the, the these are all low resolution, almost as if someone didn't want their features to be really inspectable. Uh, let's see here. Ah, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
11: Hi, Rick. Sarah. What's oh. up? Oh, this is painful. I, I, I think we're, we can establish that Richie is a trisexual. He will try
3: anything. Well, he, or did at least. No, thank you. Well, now listen, I I, I got the uh, Asian name he wanted. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You may have it, Fred sir, Wonder. but we're gonna yeah, we're gonna pass on that right now. We're gonna pass on on that. But thank you. Ah, you're on the Rick Emerson show.
10: Did uh, did Richie tell him tell her that uh, that he was Danny Bonaduce?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
10: <laughs> I'm wondering, um, you know the. In, in Thailand, they're very accepting of these kind of relationships. And I think that. As, as are we, sir. Hmm, We've encouraged exactly. Richie to oh, continue yeah. we this. We want
4: we're him to open, find happiness.
10: We're, we're open to all kinds of, of, uh, people and, and their affections and everything is okay. I want him to feel like, you know, they, he shouldn't be ashamed of this. But there's a club called Calypso that's been there for about 50 years that's, uh, has a lovely collection of, of Katoy. Of lady Lady of, Men of, of what? Lady man Lady men. Katoy? Uh, lady men? Yes. Yeah. What is
3: that? What is like
10: that couture? word? Uh, couture? Couture. It's it's the lady it, it means lady man.
7: Oh, okay. All right.
10: <laughs> but uh calypso is the name of the of the of the website. All right then. And uh, I think that he'd be able to, if it doesn't work out with her, uh, he may be able to find somebody else. Well, many
3: other cross-dressers that might tickle <laughs> his fancy. And it's,
10: and it's okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. No, we agree. We're, we're a very inclusive program here. We are open-minded. Okay. Not Not like, like we're, you know, it's not like we're working on the Lars show.
4: So here's what I'm thinking. It's this music box, box place. So... It has a listing of a bunch of people with single names who are singing at the music box.
7: That's a drag That's
4: it. That's, that's a drag That's a, bar. That's a character. Yeah. Th- the, uh, it's not just like Sarah at Chopsticks.
0: No.
3: You
4: know, it's like Chrissy performing at the music box. Yeah. Where does she live? Thailand?
3: Uh, Philippines, I think. Richie, was this? Is this the Philippines, Richie? I think it's... Uh, I think... It, yes, Philippines. Um, Yeah, a, a bar... A club where you're where you're dancing and or singing rather, and everybody has just a single first name. My opinion, that's a drag bar. Mm-hmm. That's completely what that sounds like. All right, we should take a break here. Um, let's see. Uh, by the way, you can see this at uh, this this picture that Christian Bowie sent me. It's ten megs. She says, I didn't realize it was so big. It's posted at uh, my Space page, too. Uh, so there you go. You can see that at Kristen Bowie's My Space page. You can find that via uh, my uh, My Space page. So you take a break here. Back after this is the Rick Emerson radio program. Well, good God. I feel unclean. Now enter the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson Show. Like us at 3, like us 101 at uh, 5 o'clock. Michael Mara Show at 7. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Aaron Geek in the city, Duran, and uh, so forth. All right. Two minutes. All right. Time yep. for one more call, probably. Let's see. What do we got here? Well, I got an email, too. Um... This is from a woman who wants us to get her a date for the listener party. Really? Yes.
4: Ooh, pleased to be reading.
3: Uh, Rick, Sarah, Tim, I need you to help me get a date for the listener party. It's not that I'm creepy and can't meet people. It's just I want to go with someone who likes the show as much as I do. I have always made it to the past listener parties, but this is the first time I'm single. I haven't got none of the guys I work with listen. Uh, it seems like all the other guys under that listen are attached at the moment. I'm a 25-year-old girl. Richie's <laughs> on the screen. Is she a dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 25-year-old girl who's never seen Star Wars because my dad was a huge Trekkie. I really want to go with someone who's excited and knows the show, someone who wouldn't mind if I dress like a schoolgirl, scream a lot, and drink a lot of beer. Yeah, that'll be hard to find, I'm sure. Seriously. Uh, include a link to my Miss Space page, if that helps. Oh, let me see. Uh, It's, um, well, there's, here's,
4: I'll let you. Oh, ah,
6: Oh.
3: All right. I'll take these. This <laughs> okay. is a disaster. Hi, uh, you're on The Rick okay. Emerson Show.
6: Now, who are you guys to be picking on for Richie? You know, if this
3: is what makes him happy, who are we to judge? Oh, no, we're not judging. I agree, sir. No, I think we're all in agreement. We just want Richie to uh, embrace whatever it is that satisfies him. Well, you know, it was
6: like uh, uh, George Carlin said at one time, is if you're in the dark and you're with somebody and you're rubbing and you're squeezing and you're kissing and you're touching and everything feels wonderful, we've been trained when the lights turn on to go, ah, if it's another man.
3: No, no, no. I'm just, you know, whatever, whatever pleases Richie pleases us, sir.
6: Hey, where, now, where can we find those uh, those fine pictures that you were uh, discussing earlier?
3: Uh, of Richie's man friend? Yes. Uh, P- PDXDX.com. Outstanding. Thank right. you. Thank you. Final call of the day. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
6: Hey, it's uh, there's a, a word for what Richie has fallen for here. It's uh, kind of like a decoy, but you use a compound word between that and the slang term for <clears throat> penis. Okay, thanks. You're welcome.
3: Okay. Well, we'll just end on that, I guess. Anywho, uh, we want to thank CNN Radio correspondent Steve Castamount, James Roop, and Lisa Desjardins. Uh, join us tomorrow, and our guests will include Aaron Geek in the city. Duran, Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day with the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen for AM 970. Solid State Radio in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones. Richard Bristol, the gatekeepers. Dave's in the director of engineering. Brian Jones, webmistress. The indefatigable Bridget from upstairs. And, of course, CBS Radio, Portland Marketing Guru, Susan. Don't F with me, Reynolds. Uh, like us next. Like us, 1-1 one, one at 5. Michael Mara Show 7. See you tomorrow at 10 for the recap. 11 for the show. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Bye now.
0: All right, here...